Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the uh, Whitfield Report. I am your host, Sam Whitfield, broadcasting uh, a pre-recorded interview here from uh, NGC Studios. And uh, joining me on this special Tuesday edition of the show is my uh, good buddy, uh, Sean Semenko of Versa Media. And uh, if you guys tuned into the podcast on Saturday, we actually had uh, one of Sean's uh, co-hosts for Real News, Dictator Phil. And, uh, you know, I, I want to thank uh, Phil for coming on and, you know, helping, uh, you know, be my impromptu guest and helping me do commentary on some of the uh, dumb debate stuff. Um, but real news wasn't on this past weekend, um, and the reason why is because I Sean was um, at CPAC, and uh, so Sean actually uh, offered to come on the podcast and give me a bit of an exclusive on his CPAC experience, which I really appreciate. Show uh, Sean, welcome back to the Whitfield Report. How are you? Pretty good. I'm. Drain from CPAC and actually, oddly enough, want to be back in DC. I, I do. I did enjoy uh, visiting the swamp, as swampy as it was in many ways. I did. There's a lot to do there, and it was fun. But because now I'm back doing schoolwork, so it was a nice little mini vacation. But I would like to go back. But it it was an experience. How are you doing? I'm, How was that interview, Bill? I'm I'm doing well. Well, uh, you know, Phil is entertaining as always, especially when, especially when you get him uncensored. He's he's really uh, entertaining. Um, you know, and I, I I I did make one mistake with Dictator Phil. And by the way, thanks for you know lending him to to uh, us here at NGC Studios. We were, we were lost. <laughs> well, I, I I fed him after midnight, and that's that's the problem. <laughs> That's the problem. You, you, you. In fact, uh, Alex even told me, "You, Sam, you can't feed Phil after midnight." And uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, I made that mistake. But no, in, in all seriousness, it was, uh, it was a, pr- a pretty good, uh, you know, time. We did a uh, commentary on the debate. Before we get into CPAC, actually, though, I, I do want to ask you, um, did you watch the, the? the dumb debates and um if so what did you think i did not un- watch the most recent one because that was the night we were driving down the cpac oh okay uh, so i did not get to see it uh because cpac was from wednesday uh, i think february 26th till saturday and the first day wednesday we had to bring a bunch of other people from the College Republicans because they didn't have another car. So we lended ours and we gave them some seats and they came down with us. And 
Uh, we were originally going to leave Tuesday night, uh, but Wednesday is mostly like a training day at CPAC, so CRs normally get there later, and we thought, yeah, we'll probably get there later, too. It turned out to work just fine, um, and I'll go into that in some detail some more, but I did not watch the debate. I did not have time to. Well, um, you know, ironically, this was the only debate that I actually, well, this was the only, I wouldn't say the only, but this is, this was the only one out of two that I watched. Um, I watched, I think I watched like the second one and then I watched this one because it was like the last primary and like, yeah. I, I wasn't even going to, going to watch it, but, um, people were like, you know, you you kind of should. So like, I got, mm. I I kind of got pressured into it. But boy, uh, am I glad I did because it it was actually, it was it was actually funny. Uh, but like, you know, not like haha. It was funny to watch them all uh beat on each other. So um yeah, but you had the far more uh you know interesting experience this week which was uh CPAC now um for those who are you know relatively new might not have uh listened to the previous episode with John I I recommend that you do that you were on about a month ago um but why were you first off had you ever been to CPAC before and um mhm Oh, so this wasn't your, this wasn't your first time. No, this was my first time. Oh. Uh, I, yeah, I was just going like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, I oh. do that a lot. But uh, yeah, so it was my first time. I've never been there before, and I really wanted to go because it was what I've been told. It's a kind of a once in a lifetime experience. But you know, all these conservatives are in one place in america a lot of big famous people they would just bump into and i thought might as well i've heard that it's also kind of cucky kind of establishment so i said eh, let's find out let's see maybe it's changed maybe not we'll find out and you know i was just interested it's a fun thing to do but also to uh network and connect with people and uh tell people about our new organization we're starting here at penn state uncensored america which is a organization dedicated protecting promoting and educating college students on free speech something i'm very passionate about something i love and i, mean, I wanted to try it nationally so yeah the, so folks the last time we had sean on here for those who haven't necessarily been following the podcast in chronological order which shame on you why haven't you you know been doing that for the past year you should but no, in all seriousness, uh, I think the last time we had you on here, you were uh, you were planning on going to 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 CPAC or like you were in the midst of making your reservations, but you hadn't, um, you know, confirmed. So, yeah, yeah, I think you're right. At the time I was thinking about it, and I finally said, you know, why not do it? And I'm glad I did it. I really am. Uh, there were ups and downs. And we'll dive into that, of course. But overall, I was glad I did it. It is definitely something worth doing once. I may want to do it again. I don't know. But it's something that if you are if you are right wing, if you're conservative, if you love Trump, if you love politics, you're really into shit, definitely go. It's an experience. It's something else. Just just do it maybe even for just a day. And it was really cool. 
Yeah, it it is. Um, I mean, I I haven't been, but I haven't been to DC in a long time. But um, you know, from I've never been to DC ever. I want to make that clear too. I've never been to Washington DC. I drove through there once ago to uh, what's it called? Um, uh, get not Gettysburg. Um, the thing in Virginia. I can't believe I'm forgetting it. I'm, I'm getting tired. That's probably why. But um, something. Um, Crap, what's it called where it's like it's like an old village, big like town in uh Virginia. I'll find it. So I don't look like a bigger idiot. <laughs> uh yeah, I mean I, I haven't been to DC since I was I think like ten or eleven. And I mean that was that was mind blowing back then. It it and it's probably time that I go back just because like I'm a lot um older too. But yeah, I mean so so also part of the experience was getting there, uh, too, for you, uh, mm. then. So that, that must've been cool. Um, so I guess, um, I mean, I'll just kind of let you start off, uh, you know, free range. There, there's a lot, there's a lot to cover. Um, so I guess like, oh, yes. so <laughs> I guess just like, I don't really know where to start, obviously. So I guess, uh, you know, so I guess starting off, like, I guess what was, what were like, what were like your first impressions? Sure. Um, and it was Williamsburg, by the way, that was the burg I was trying to think of, um, so what I can say for first impressions, I think a good way to break this down, what we can do is go day by day because each day is kind of like a chapter in this novel here, the CPAC. So first day when we went down was the Wednesday. I actually didn't go into the convention that day. We drove down, and the first thing we did was go to Trump Hotel International in D.C. <laughs> we started it off with Trump, and... I have to say, if you've never been to this hotel, it's in the old post office. It was renovated, turned into a Trump hotel. It is a must-see attraction, D.C. It is unbelievably beautiful. When you walk into that, um, you know, first when you walk up to it, you can't miss it because it has this giant um, uh, clock tower on it. And when you walk in, first, you know, there's the limos pulling in, all the rich cars coming in. And there's valet parking. They hold the doors open for you and you walk in. There's like this little kind of small hallway. Um, you know, after through doors, there's like a horizontal hallway. And then once you go past that is the main lobby, the main big attraction. And when you walk in there, I was go I forgot to film. Uh, well, actually, I was thinking about filming my first impression because I wanted to see, you know, it on film. But I ended up not doing it because I didn't know what the filming policy was like there. So I walk in and I just my mouth, my jaw just dropped. It was gorgeous. It is the most beautiful hotel I've ever seen. It is unbelievable. And I've been to a lot of hotels. I've traveled a lot of places across the country. I've traveled to Michigan, Utah, Arizona, California, Seattle, a whole bunch of places. Never seen a hotel this unbelievably beautiful because it's got this big glass sort of uh, ceiling, you know, uh, at the top of it where the sun's coming through. I mean, it was a little darker at this point and it actually started to rain. And I had my MAGA hat on and my suit and everything. 
because we thought we were going to be going to CPAC or we thought we were going to, there was also the um, after part we're going to go to, which is really fun. I'm going to tell you guys about. But, I'll, I'll ask um, you about that too. Yeah. So, Oh, absolutely. That That is, I'm saying it's going to take a bit. So I'm going to try and run through as much as I can. But um, Trump Hotel though, like you walk in, there's all these people sitting down and it's got music playing. It's very airy. It's just got a beautiful, nice atmosphere. It makes you feel like that you like not as just an expensive hotel, but it's a just a wonderful place to be. It's a warm, welcoming, nice, just totally cool experience. It is something like I've never felt before. I was just literally when I walked in, my girlfriend and I walked in, I literally went, Oh my God. Oh my God. I was just like that. I was just so shocked. I was so in awe at the beauty of it. I mean, I can't emphasize enough how breathtaking it is. And we walked around, took some pictures, and then I we walked out. When my girlfriend didn't want to leave, she wanted to stay there. And I was like, we're going to stay in this place one day. We both looked at each other like, we're going to get enough money one day. We're going to stay in this place. This is just unbelievable. Yeah. And so we went and started in the rain, so we went back to the car. Yep. Yeah, that that it's funny that you mentioned that and the the architecture of the uh, Trump Hotel because that's actually, uh, that's actually how I felt when I was in New York City the last time, uh, which mm-hmm. was actually in 2016. It was in in the, it was in the it, it was like in the early summer of 2016. So I think at that point it had just uh, become. Like it was down to uh, Trump and Cruz for the primary. Like it was, be- mm-hmm. it was between those two, and like at that point, everyone knew it was going to be Trump, right? Mm-hmm. As as a nominee. So, uh, I went, I went. I was like, I was with my mom, and she, uh, she like decided she was going to go shopping somewhere and I and we were right by Trump Tower so I'm like you know what I'm gonna stop in to Trump Tower because uh you know who knows this uh you know Trump might actually be president and I've never been in here before and uh you know like I'm this will probably be the last time I get to see it before it becomes like heavily guarded and and whatnot yeah which, by the way, I was right because now, from what I've been told from friends that live in New York City, you can't, you can't even get onto that block anymore without like secret service and like full-bodied SWAT, you know. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, like that whole I I forget exactly where I forget the address of Trump Tower, but like that whole block in Manhattan is now like under heavy, uh, you know surveillance obviously obviously but um yeah i went into trump tower and i i was like even you know seeing it like on the apprentice and you know even like seeing it in media there's there are two places in in new york city that have always you know kind of captured my eye not to get on a tangent but one is one is grand central station and the other, mm-hmm. the other is Trump Tower. Like those two buildings yeah. have just always like taken my my breath away. Um, yeah, and it's one thing too, like to see it in pictures, but when you see it in person, it's just something else. So if you love Trump Tower, 
you're going to love Trump uh, International Hotel in D.C. It's it's this it's that same level. I don't know if it's better or Justice Girl or whatever. I don't even think that fucking matters. It's it's still an amazing, beautiful sight that you just got to see it. Um, so that was just that's how we started off. That's how this trip started off. And then during the night, uh, right after that, we had to get on over to a particular after party I found out about uh, just, you know, not too long before. Uh, I think the day before I found out about it. And that's the thing with CPAC. You have your regular convention, but then all these other people hold their own events or their own after parties, whatever it is, you know, with their own speaking events and whatnot. So I headed over to the National Files uh, Emergency First Amendment Summit because it was featuring Alex Jones, Gavin McGinnis, uh, Owen Schroyer, uh, and a few other people that I'm uh, Rob do spoke for a bit, but I don't think it was on the speaking list. And later they had Nick Fuentes and oh. everyone knows I'm not, not a fan of Nick Fuentes, but I was still interested to see him and see what he had to say. Yeah. So I actually watched part of that stream when, when Gavin, uh, came on because one of the discords I'm in, uh, yeah. you know, it's, it's no secret that I'm actually you know, kind of in that community. So we we watched it. I got to see part of uh, Alec. But see, I had no idea that you were there uh, until until you, you told me afterwards. So mm-hmm. I, I was, in fact, I, I was actually thinking, I'm like, hmm, Sean's probably in Philly, you know, watching this on YouTube too. And like, little did I know. But, uh... <laughs> there. Anyway. I actually got on camera too because when we got there you know it's you walk in and there's like a bunch of here's the air code thing it was free that event was free and you had free food and a free open bar i don't drink but my girlfriend did so she liked that so we got there grabbed a bit of the appetizers that's all there really was just sort of like hand-picked food you know they just sort of grab and then she got a drink and we went in alex started we saw alex walk in and I guess he started speaking immediately because I was like, oh, we better check, see if he starts speaking soon. And he was already speaking. And when you can, on one part in the feed, you can see us in, on the camera, the back of our heads as we walk down the middle aisle and sit down. Wow, that that's cool. Also, you don't drink? Did I not tell you that? Hmm. I'm, I, I made a confession there. Uh, yeah, I do not. That's I, the only thing Fuentes and I have in common. I don't, I don't trust how... Well, I don't trust alcoholics, but I also don't trust people who, who don't drink either. Hmm. Well, okay, here, here. That's... I, I also, I, I will, you know, I'm cool with when you cook with alcohol and you put it in it to make the flavors better, so I, that works. Is that a good compromise? I'm going to, you know what? You come down to Florida, I'll, I'll take you to a nice, uh, you know, tavern here. So, uh, I probably will visit down there or, someday. Or, or you know what? At, at the at the very least, when you when you come when you come down here, I'll I'll uh, I'll 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 get you a nice box of cigars. So, although I don't smoke. Oh, what you don't? I know I'm such a degenerate. I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't do drugs. I know. I don't. I don't do. I don't do drugs either. So, <laughs> but, uh, oh, this, 
dead, but I want to make it clear to everyone because then somebody's gonna be like, oh, I bet he does like weed or something. Looks like a pothead, uh, which I've gotten before, but no, I do not. I, um, I've smoked, I will confess, like, I've smoked weed twice. Just fuck you up, degenerate. I knew it. <laughs> I, I, uh, oh, oh, yeah, I'm, well, I'm a, I'm a, yeah, I'm, I'm a, I'm a bad boy, so to speak, but uh, no. In all seriousness, <laughs> I, I've smoked weed twice. Doesn't really do anything for me, so mm. I'm like. I've heard that from enough people that it just. I already had no interest, and now, like after hearing that from so many people, I'm just like, I really have zero zippo interest. And after I smelled it for the first time, God, it smells awful. <laughs> yeah. Uh, terrible. Yeah, yeah it, it does. Well, I was like, well, so honestly, like I'm, I'm like. So when when I tried it when I tried it like the first time I was like, hmm, okay, so like this is what it's all about like cool, but like I was like doesn't you know like I like I didn't have like a re- I didn't have like a bad reaction but I also wasn't like oh my god this is the best thing thing ever I was yeah. I was kind of like yeah. I was. It's- I, I will say this, it, it made me feel like a lot calmer, um, mm. but like that's because my brain is, my uh, my brain, especially because it probably was after like 2016, so like, like my brain is just like constantly, um, you know, going and thinking about things, but um, no, anyway, so, so now... Speaking if, of Alex Jones... Um, <laughs> Yeah, speaking of minds that constantly are are buzz. <laughs> I just think of all the Joe Rogans when he like fucking smoked weed and drank. But um, yeah. So speaking of that though, seriously though, um, yeah, we saw Alex's speech and he was getting all fired up, and I was like, oh my god, Alex, this is fucking funny. This is crazy. This is awesome. And and he brought Bone Shroyer, Rob Dew, a bunch of other people. And by the way, I will say. And I'll say it's probably again later. The Infowars crew are awesome, fun, cool, funny people. They are like a family. They're fantastic. Say what you will about Infowars or whatever. I don't give a shit. The people that work for it, though, are just cool people. They're great. They're awesome. They're really lovely people to be around. I'm like, I, they're just so like, you'd want them as neighbors. They're just fantastic. That, uh, or maybe you <laughs> that's, that's what, that's what I've heard. Uh, you know, and like, yeah. and honestly, even though he's not part of the Infowars team, like Joe, like I have to admit, I, I, I love Joe Biggs. Um, so, mm. um, yeah, cause I think it's for TV, but when I say you wouldn't want them as neighbors, I meant that there might be protests out there every day that you oh, have yeah. to deal with. Well, but you know, the thing is though, um, you know, they didn't I, I think they had some sort of security there and there were no protesters there. There was nothing. And they made the uh, event location pretty public. But hard as shit parking at it. Oh, my God. It was at this hotel. It was raining. It was dark. My girlfriend and I. D.C. This is the thing about D.C. I don't know where the fucking park in that place. There are all these signs. They're like, you can park here for this amount of time. But right next to it. You can't park there. It's so fucking weird. It's like literally certain spots where you can park and then yep. right next to it where you can't. And the, the fucking signs make no sense. They'll say two hour parking. I'm like, well, does that mean I can all? And it says from like um, 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. So I'm like, can I not park for two hours after this? 
or is it free? Is it unlimited? Like, what's the deal? Am I going to get towed? So we asked, thankfully, there were two people walking by. And I checked with both of them to be sure. And they said that, like, yeah, you'll be fine. Don't worry about it. You can park there. And I thought, yeah, I guess they're right. It made me nervous because it's a new town and it's my girlfriend's car uh, that I was driving. So didn't want to fuck that up. But we found a parking spot somewhat close to it. It was like actually a good spot. We, we lucked out because um, somebody was, like, pulling out or something. So we got that. But holy shit that was my biggest two biggest hates about these or three biggest I'm already moving up there um one the swampiness two expensive everything's fucking expensive the food just outrageous uh and parking sucks is terrible you can find it it is there but you just don't know if you can park there half the time um because we parked for the trump hotel we had to walk walk quite a ways um but back to the event though yeah, uh, Alex did an awesome speech. Owen Troyer was pretty – he was cool. Um, I had seen Owen a bit before. I've obviously seen a lot of Alex. I've seen Owen a little bit. Got to you know, see a lot of him during this event, which I'll get into. Uh, but Gavin's speech was fucking hilarious. It starts off with him doing a skit, of course. He always does this with his speeches. He's like getting up and he trips and falls. And at first I was like, oh shit, Gavin fell. I was like, no, it's a fucking joke. I know Gavin. And Alex goes like pretending to beat him up. And he comes up and he's like reading the bottom, like part of his speech to conclusion. And that was funny. And then this is the best part. And this is important later. So remember this. Uh, Then his assistant Ryan comes up and pretends uh, to give him some Coke. And Gavin does it. And then he has a beer with him. And so then he's all eager to get fired up. His speech was fucking hilarious. It was killer good. I think he winged it. I think he did off the cup, but it was fantastic. He's such a talented, funny guy. Love the guy. I mean, I really loved him before, but I really love him after uh, seeing him in person. I was I was fanboying, fangirling, whatever you want to call it, like seeing him there. Uh, so that was cool. And uh, after, you know, Nick Fuentes spoke to... And, you know, he was all right. I mean, I agree with him on quite a few things, but there's just some things he could do. I, 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 I love how I love how you go. How, how you talk. Uh, how you talk to Alex and Gavin. And, and, and then it's like, oh, yeah. And Nick Fuentes spoke, too. So. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Well, because you see, here's the thing. Um, there were about, I'd say, at least 100 people in that room. It may have been more. I, I didn't count too well. There was a good showing, uh, and there were some groypers there. They were pretty silent through all the other speakers. When Gavin spoke, there was definitely a lot more energy. When Alex spoke, there was a lot of energy. When Nick spoke, you the groypers were pretty vocal. Um, oh, yeah. You know, they, then they do this everywhere. They're a small but vocal group. Uh, but, again, that was a fantastic event. It was my first impression of this whole CPAC experience. Not even at CPAC yet. And I loved this event. It was fun. It was great. It was free. Thanks to National File. They did an amazing job. And thank you to Alex, too, and the InfoWars crew. And it was just a fun, fun event. Loved it. And that was my first impression. I said to my girlfriend, I was like, this will probably be my favorite part. Turned out not to be. Um, it was one of my favorite parts, not the favorite part. I don't have a the favorite part, actually. That's the cool thing was it was one of my favorite parts. Amazing way to start off. Loved it. No regrets. Just absolutely loved it. And at the end of it, I got to meet Ryan uh, quickly. He was totally cool, normal dude. Like, just totally cool. And, you know, we had a quick conversation. I didn't want to keep people for long. And then finally got to meet the G-Man himself. And he was 
He was typical Gavin. I mean, he said during his speech he hates selfies, and I already knew that before he said that. So when I went up to him, I just I shook his head. I said, "Hey, thanks, Gavin, and don't worry, I don't want a selfie." Like I want to make that clear. Uh, the guy was a good time. But he was already taking selfies. That was a funny thing. He bitches about selfies, but he was taking them, making funny faces. Uh, so I shook his hand, and um, I you know I mentioned that we brought Sagar Avaka and the liberals through there. You know made big shit about it because i forget something he said or i said but we had a little back and forth at one point he couldn't hear what i was saying uh he was like what what'd you say and it, i i was trying to say um uh some i forget even what i was fucking saying but it doesn't matter but i was trying to say something he didn't understand what i was saying it was because it was probably my fault because i was tired long day drove four hours so my speech wasn't the best uh, after talking in the car for that whole time and talking to my girlfriend the whole time going to trump hotel all that shit so he was fantastic. Very easy. He's just Gavin. Like he's, he's, he's so authentic and just blunt. You know, he's kind of that, that tough love sort of dad, if you know what I mean, where yeah. he'll just be like throw you in the pool and you'd be like, all right, son, sink or swim. But if you actually start drown, you know, you can't swim. He'll like be like, Oh shit, I better save my kid. Oh no. Uh, you know, he's that kind of type. He won't just throw you in the pool. And like, if you drown, you fucking drown. Yeah. And he will He's still got that, you know, tough love in him. That's that's kind of my vibes from him. I, I really do like him. He's, he is exactly what he is on camera. Like the same dude. It, it was awesome. But and then we went back to our leadership institute uh, dorm. That's where we stayed. Thank you, Li, for providing that best deal. Cheaper the to go through them than anybody else. It was twenty dollars less than the CPAC student ticket, and they gave you the dorm to stay in. Great deal. I sh- so that was one. I should have gone with with them. If, uh, if I, if I was going to, and so I, I sent you the link. I remember, um, I think you saw it, but, um, if you do plan on going again, go through them or going at some point, I again, I'm talking about myself, I guess, accidentally there, but if you do ever plan on going, go through we, them. We, uh, we definitely should. Also, I gotta, I've gotta drop the dime on one of your professors or one of your assistant professors, I should say. Your uh yeah, your 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 teacher, Jeff Hamill, used to be a conservative and he actually he actually was gonna he actually went to CPAC uh, a couple of years yeah. years ago. Yeah. Cool. So uh hi Jeff. I know you're watching and or listening to this. <laughs> so uh hi. Yeah. Um but anyway, so yeah, that that so yeah, from what I've heard, the uh, the kind of the kind of like the extracurricular events, I guess, as they call them, are you know interesting as well. Um, now, did they oh, yeah. did they have do they still have CPAC at like the Gaylord Ho- Hotel? Yeah, it is. CPAC is at the best named hotel in the world, the Gaylord Hotel. <laughs> <laughs> I need to change that fucking name. I'm sorry. It's just actually don't change it because it's it's just hilarious I, now. But you know, yeah. And I wasn't even thinking of it like that. But yeah, I, as soon as I said, I was kind of like teehee. So, um, <laughs> oh, you can make so many jokes. Like when my one friend went with CR is like years ago. Uh, they had to get they stuffed like twelve guys in a room because it's it's fucking expensive and you know they you know, rooms were limited and he said, yeah, I lived up to its name. <laughs> um, so, you know, 
It is at the Gaylord, which is in Maryland, National Harbor, Maryland, which is a cute, beautiful little town, I have to say. Um, and we ate every night. It was funny because it's so fucking cold. I mean, the wind there, because you're right on the water, the wind is brutal. Um, I mean, it's probably the most brutally cold wind I've ever felt. So what we did when we ate there, we went to the closest and cheapest restaurant we could find. So I found the, I think it's the Brass Tap. I'm going to check that because they, they were such a nice restaurant, like nice people working there. Uh, they, they were just really wholesome and the food was fantastic and it was affordable for DC area. Uh, you know, it was great. So we just kind of would walk over there, which was only like a block away. Uh, but it take, you know, on the second day, that was our first, you know, time at CPAC. Um, that's when Pence was speaking. I'm not a big Pence guy. Like he's just, you know, he's cool. I love him. Just doesn't do a lot for me. Not something I get excited about. So, after the exhausting, I mean, exhausting and draining first day, that's something I want to make clear to people. If you're going to drive down the first day, it's going to be exhausting. We slept a little later and missed Pence, kind of. We thought, okay, Pence going to speak at 10 a.m. We'll leave then, and things should be clear by then because security, Secret Service, closed down the roads two, hour before, two hours before he spoke. So you couldn't get in to the gay board. Like you literally couldn't drive to it and get dropped off there. Um, we used Ubers cause that was the most convenient, but we Ubered up there, uh, or, and we still couldn't get in. It was like an hour after he was done speaking, I think, or 30 minutes, he was supposed to speak at 10 and his speech was supposed to only be like 20 minutes. It was like close to 11, 1130. I forget what it was. And the roads were still closed. So we had to literally get out of our Uber about a half mile from there walk over from the highway that was closed down, walk through the entire town, get to the Gaylord. And even when we got there, we registered. You couldn't even get into the convention hall because they shut it down for Pence. So we're sitting there waiting, just sitting there. And I'm like, God, I feel like I'm wasting time. I'm like, look at my phone, like just sitting there. I'm like, maybe I should start talking to people. My girlfriend went to uh, get something or get, I don't remember what she did. Um, and, uh, you know, she, oh, she went to the bathroom and it's been a while. It's like, man, what's taking her so long? Uh, she usually doesn't take this long. I mean, she takes a long time, not this long. So I started walking over, uh, start looking around, maybe look for her. And I look over and I see, uh, a girl in a pink dress with a microphone in front of my girlfriend's face. I'm like, wait, what's this? And I see it's an Infowars mic. And my girlfriend is being interviewed by Millie Weaver from Infowars. <laughs> Oh, oh, so, oh, so your girlfriend, not my future wife, then. Very cool. <laughs> so. Yeah. 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 I was like, I was like, holy shit. Oh, my God. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> so I go over there and, you know, I see her, you know, talking to Millie. I'm like, holy shit. She's on fucking Infowars. I'm taking pictures. And an interview ends and Millie's like, hi. Uh, and I'm like, my girlfriend so you know <laughs> and i and she's like she's like you want to do an interview i was like yeah sure and she asked me a few questions too so i was on we were both on infowars right there first first fucking few minutes at cpac on infowars <laughs> it's crazy oh gee oh geez you're you're uh you should be glad i wasn't i wasn't with you because uh my first question because if she had asked me i would have been like can i interview you so <laughs> 
So. Yeah, and I had my GoPro and my shit. I didn't end up filming anyone for our show. I got some footage, though, but that was really cool. I got to find that and see if they lie, if they made a video of that or anything, because that I um, they were pre-recording, so I don't know if that's actually on any of their videos. I should check, but you can check that on Band Video. But that was really fucking cool, and that was the first thing that happened at CPAC for us. Um, and so finally, like we wait like a, like an hour. So we finally got in, um, it was afternoon. We got food, by the way, food in the Gaylord is utter shit. Their food is terrible. It is overpriced. It is bland it is the most basic food ever. We got burgers, $10 for a fucking burger with no cheese, no toppings, no nothing. It's just a bun and a patty. That's it. Ten dollars. So you can get. Oh, yeah. yeah. Can continue on. Sorry, I'm ranting about the food. No, 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 no problem. I, I, I have a I've kind of a common question after you're you're done about that. Yeah. So that that fucking was bullshit. The water was four dollars. Any other beverage like the, the burger was the cheapest fucking thing. The sad the, everything else, the salads, the, the sandwiches were like sixteen, eighteen dollars. I'm like, the problem is you either eat there, you eat at this because the resort kind of has like the this sort of fake town, mini town, like indoor town setup. And you could go to those, but the lines were too long. We tried lines were way too long. Thirty minute wait. You don't have time to do that, and that's probably expensive too. So we had to do that, and it was just it was what it, it is what it is. It wasn't the worst thing, but we were starving, so we had to because we had to eat real quickly. Good thing I brought cheers to get on with it. So that was really fucking you know um, expense overpriced and just ridiculous. So to kind of compare and con- contrast a, a bit, um, mm-hmm. so I think. You and I knew each other at, at this point. In fact, I know because we we had talked about it. But uh, I was, uh-huh. but like earlier th- this past summer, I went to Memphis. I went to Memphis, Tennessee, with some of my buddies uh, for Yalcon, which is basically, uh-huh. which is basically like the libertarian equivalent of CPAC, and uh, it's. Uh, yeah. It's just so. First off, I have to ask you: Was this was this your first big uh, political convention that you'd? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, this is it's one I've really been to ever. This was my second. My actually no, my my third because the first two conventions I went to were, were back in high school when I went to the Western Conservative Summit in Colorado, which that's a great convention, uh, by the way. Mm. And we can, I can tell you more about that off air. But when I was at Yalcon, I had a similar experience. The the lodging that they put us up in, uh, you know, no disrespect to the people who run who run that part of Yale. I mean, they do they did the best they could, but still, uh, it was like right by the airport in Memphis. So it was it was like you know, it was like loud. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it was also like it was also it was also like old like the the hotel so like it 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 wasn't it was kind of like the the Gaylord but like less nice like it they basically they basically put us in at like at like a at like a Marriott well no it wasn't even it wasn't even a Marriott they put us in at like a Hilton you know in suites so like it was. Yeah. 
it was kind of like an economy hotel, basically. Um, and then the one thing I've oh cough button. Um, <laughs> yeah, I turned off the mic there. I'm I'm such a pro at this now. <laughs> I know to do that. Oh yeah, so oh yeah, so am I. Um, you know, I I I can just do. sneeze but um yeah there you go so you know you're the shit at this now but um <laughs> anyway yeah so basically the, the food at Yalcon was uh like none of these conventions have very good food and yeah it was it was overpriced as well and the, the seating was horrible um but yeah i mean i see you're talking how expensive the the, the food is and i'm like that's pretty much par for the course at these conventions, I think. But um. kind of is the thing with all these. Um, and the thing too is, we saw Trump Hotel before the Gaylord, and the Gaylord is a, it is a massive hotel. I mean, absolutely massive. It's made for these conventions. Oh yeah. It did me though. It did not impress me that much. Trump Hotel, even though it's smaller, impressed me a hell of a lot more. And it's because of the beauty of it and the the fanciness of it. The Gaylord isn't that fancy. It's actually kind of when you look at it, the details of it, it's it's I don't want to say cheap, but you can tell they it's kind of the fake fancy, if you know what I mean, where it's like yeah, trying to yeah. look but it really isn't. Oh yeah. No, I, I've I've been to those hotels, so um what? yeah, I, I mean I've I've been to the I've been to those hotels where it's like fancy but it, it's actually like the it's like the mayor down the down the street is actually nicer than this or you know something like that but um, yeah but you know at any rate so um so yeah i mean obviously it, it sounds like the you know the food in the fair was about to be expected which was mediocre you know as someone who has done this a few times um, and i Peanut butter and jelly and sandwich and like bread because we were planning on making sandwiches and packing them to bring with us, but I didn't know if they allowed bags. Um, and I still don't really know if they allowed bags because I didn't see anyone with one, but they give you tote bags in the convention so you can like pick shit up. So maybe I should have done it, but see, whatever, you know. See, we did. See, you're you're responsible. Me, me, me and my buddies were like, we're like, well, what do what do we need to bring? Oh, we're we're gonna. We're gonna stop by the, the by the convenience store and uh, what do we need? Beef jer- yeah. beef jerky, slim jims, uh, beer, <laughs> beer, more beer, more beer, yeah. more beer after more beer, and then oh yeah, cigarettes for the one guy who's who's sm- <laughs> so yeah like so you you guys were you guys were being responsible and we were just all like. We were just all degenerates, so... Um. We were just being poor-ass college students. I mean, that was like... Oh, I was yeah. checked you on this, but it, I think the lifts and the Ubers would probably would cost the most, other than, you know, yeah, probably was the biggest cost, but... Because that's the other thing. Figure out the fucking metro and the bus system. Nobody knew how the fuck you get on the bus, how the fuck you get on the metro? How the fuck you use the CPAC show? Nobody fucking knew. I had no way to find out. Nobody told us shit. The CPAC site didn't tell you shit. So I finally found out you had to take a bus 
to get to the metro or you walked and then you had to go on to like another bus or another metro it made no sense it was too complicated we didn't have the time for it so we just ubered there that's the best way to do but depending on the time and the traffic the ubers and lifts can be quite pricey so we would have to wait a few minutes to see if it went down but once we got to the convention though uh we walked around for a bit and I was waiting for the Jacob wall press conference. That was going to be at noon. It got moved back a bit. And that was where Jacob wall is going to drop some documents on the Roger stone trial. Um, and a bunch of other things. So I went there and I saw Jacob. I interviewed him on our show on Versa media, real news. Uh, we interviewed him so you can check that out on our channel. Um, of course. And, uh, selfless plug right there. And so we, I saw, I, I had trouble finding him at first but when I found him, I went up there and I saw him giving his little uh, press conference. It was a decent crowd around about like 15 people. And Jared Holt was there and Will Summer, two far left reporters. One of them's Antifa, um, to my knowledge, and or as Antifa ties. And I saw Gavin McGinnis there. I was like, oh, shit, it's Gavin again. And Ryan was there and they were filming. And I then see Gavin because I came kind of uh, right at the little after it started. And I hear Gavin just say, and you're a fucking liar. And I'm like, oh, shit, what's going on? So if you if you follow Gavin, you'll know what went down with that. And it was some bullshit. But the TLDR is yeah. I wanted left- I wanted to ask you about that actually. Yeah. So what? Because I saw a little bit, but I was kind of out of the loop. So for people who didn't even see what happened, what what went what went down, and and what did you see as like an eye on on the ground? That's what I'm curious about too. I, like I said, I, I'm not going to lie. I didn't see a lot of it going down at first uh, because I was listening to Jacob and I was hard finding it. So I got there a little later. But from what I did see, um, this reporter was going after Gavin big time. Um, and we were there and I, you know, I saw something. Like, What's going on with that? And then um as everybody's starting to, because the press conference ended, and every, I gave them an interview, I think, with Project Veritas or somebody. And as everybody was starting to leave, uh, no, go Gavin interviewed Jacob. Sorry, Gavin interviewed Jacob, and everybody's starting to leave. And I see these two uh, big, you know, hotel employees there. And I'm like, oh, that looks like some serious business right there. And uh, Jacob was. Uh, talking to this one woman that was asking to do an interview and he's like, all right, let's walk and talk. And he's walking in as the employee comes up to him and goes, so ma'am, are you, are you with these uh, guys? And she's like, no, I'm just asking questions. And I'm like, what the hell's going on? Like, you know, what's going on here? And then I'm walking away. Cause I thought they were just, you know, security watching to make sure nothing got out of hand. So I'm like, this is a little weird, but right. I'm walking. And, you know, I, I walked away for a bit and I was like, hey, maybe I'll go back to see what's going on. Like, see if I can t- give Gab my card or something. And I then see, uh, you know, a bunch of, you know, Gavin, like, uh, I think he had like his phone up and the security guard dude had some papers blocking. I'm like, oh, some shit's going down. So I pulled over there and I'm watching Jacob Wall and Gavin McGinnis getting kicked out of the fucking convention. I mean, they weren't even technically in the convention too. They were just in the lobby. That's a key important detail. Nobody's mentioning in this whole thing. Yes. Gavin and Jacob got kicked out CPAC, but they were just in the lobby of the hotel. Gavin did have a badge that had him as an attendee of CPAC, 
Jacob did not, and that could be the reason he was kicked out. I'm not sure about that. I could be totally wrong. He could have had it on him, and I just didn't see it. But uh, what Gavin said, and this seems to be 100% true, I didn't see um, what this one report claimed uh, happened, but this one report claimed that Gavin threatened to beat him up. I didn't see that at all. That never fucking happened. And, you know, then the that guy must have called security to get them booted out. And that's what Gavin says happened. That's what looks like happened. Gavin has this all on video, so the proof is right there. But they got kicked out for bullshit reasons. It was so stupid. Um, and I took a picture of it, and then Jack Posobiec, who we also had on the show uh, on Real News, was nice enough uh, to retweet it, and it blew up our tweet on that. It was such total bullshit that they kicked out a conservative, a Trump supporter, a guy that fought to get the man we love in office, and they kicked him out. They kicked out Jacob. I don't even know why they kicked out Jacob. Gavin threatened no one. Jacob didn't do shit. He just stood there in the hotel lobby. Even if he wasn't a CPAC attendee, even if he was in the hotel lobby, which means – which. There's so many hotels, the Trump hotels this way, a lot of hotels. You can just fucking walk in. It's like, I mean, theoretically, they could kick you out if they wanted to, but it's the lobby. And it, it was absolutely ridiculous. I, I don't know why they kicked them out. Well, it was total bullshit. The only thing I think of is that they believe that guy is empty threats, which is ridiculous. They should have, you know, at least heard the other side. Well, here's the thing, though, that really kind of irks me with uh, CPAC just in general. And this is this is why I I really I mean honestly uh you know like I'm I might go again now but uh like honestly after here. Honestly well honestly for what what I was really gung ho to go to CPAC and then I I kinda lost my uh you know, desire to go because three years ago, uh, was when, like, right after Trump got elected, uh, was, was when, uh, they were going to have Milo speak at CPAC, and then, and then invited him, and then they disinvited him because, uh, somehow, uh, someone found his interview with the drunken peasants, which I had seen that interview when it came out. And I, mm. I was kind of like, okay, well, it's, you know, and they made the whole thing about, you know, Milo, you know, I'm like, I'm like, he's, he obviously wasn't serious. And do these people not know who the drunken peasants are? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and also, when you have Bill Ahoy Crystal as one of your, uh, oh fuck, God. as one of your, uh, you know, people leading the, the yeah. CPAC ward, I don't trust him. By by the way, every time, what did you see Bill Crystal there? I might have. I don't know. I uh, here's the thing about CPAC. <laughs> You, when you walk around the halls of CPAC, you are seeing famous people left and right. Literally on the uh, third day, I was walking in, and the first person I saw was Rick Harrison from Pawn Stars. And I was like, holy shit, it's Rick Harrison. 
but you, it, you get so used to it that it's kind of just like, oh, that's Rick Harrison. Oh shit, there's a can't sound. Oh, okay, you know, it's like it kind of doesn't hit you as hard because uh, you get used to it. But it's still really fucking cool seeing all these famous people. Um, and I didn't bother most of them. It was just kind of cool to see them alone. Um, but I did bother a few of them, uh, which we'll talk about. But you've um, you probably bumped into a few people that I actually know personally, but uh, yeah, told you so. Oh, uh, that'd be fun to find out. Um, but what also happened shout, because real quick yeah. shout out to Larry to Larry O'Connor uh, of WMAL and former Breitbart editor at large. So wow, impressive. Um, so what uh, we did after that is we started going to the CPAC Central, which was where all the booths were, um, and then we also went to the Media Row, which is where all the press people were with their little booths set up, and. When we went up to the media row, there's a big crowd there. I'm like, what's going on? I go over there, and who's there? Alex fucking Jones. Alex Jones crashed the pack. It was fabulous. He was, you know, interviewing um, uh, Bolsonaro's son. And then who do I see there is Laura Loomer. I actually got to talk to Laura Loomer. I shook her hand. I gave her my card. She was very cool, very nice. Um, I really liked her. And Alex was there taking selfies and whatnot. He had some security there. Some muscle was guarding him. But they went around the media row, and it was fucking funny. Uh, it was great. And then he got out there at some point. But Alex Jones crashed, and it was fantastic. And then when we go, we went to CPAC Central for all the vendors and booths. Who do I see at one of the company's booths? Is Owen Schroyer sitting down with a camera mic interviewing people. Uh, own choice for in- Infowars. And so I was there for a while. And across from it was the walk away booth. And uh, Brandon Strocker was going to come in a few hours. So I came back. I got to meet Brandon Strocker from Walkway. Super nice guy. Super normal. Super cool. I loved him. Uh, shook his hand, gave him my business card, and we chatted for a bit. But he's a really cool dude. I, I'm, I'm going to probably get him on the radio show soon because uh, I just really liked him. I've wanted to get him on for a while. And so saw him and uh, I saw Owen's assistant too. I forget her name. I think it's Savannah and she was very nice. And, you know, they were, you could tell Owen's just having a blast there. He's a very talented um, radio host, by the way, very talented speaker. He can just go and go and go in a very entertaining, cool, um, uh, confident way. So that was really cool. Um, And that, that was our whole day basically for day two. Day two was probably um, the uh, busiest day. I was bang, 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 talking to people, talking to famous people, left and right, boom, boom, boom. Um, I made a list of all the people I just saw that day. I saw Laura Loomer, Scott Presler, who I also got to meet, shake his hand, give him my car, and all I, that I, jazz. I love Scott. I haven't met him in person, but I've followed him on social for years, and he Me seems too. like a he seems like a super. I actually, I'm friends with him on Facebook, but like, you know, he, yeah. he's friends with everyone. I haven't really talked, talked to him, but he, he seems like a great guy. So, oh, he is. Yeah. He was really nice. Uh, really, um, gentle, cool guy. Uh, so I got to talk to him. He was at the media rail. He was just meeting people and I, uh, said hi to him. Uh, Owen Shore, of course, Alex Jones. I saw Jaden McNeil, one of the Groyper people. We'll get into that in a bit. Um, cause I didn't at first recognize some of these Groypers, but I did see Jaden. Uh, he was at one of the after parties. Um, 
I also saw at the after party because there was a second national file after party um, for Alex Jones's crew. Alex was not at that one, but um, Owen Troyer was at it. Gavin McGinnis was at it again. Jaden McNeil was there. Nick Fuentes was there. Wherever Nick went, the Groypers followed. Um, of course. Like literally. Yeah. And what was crazy was all of the Groypers, that, or a lot of them that you would see at these university stops that Charlie was doing and they would ask questions, were at this fucking event. I recognized a few of them. Patrick Casey was there. Um, the guy that used to run Identity Europa and asked one of the questions at, you know, the group Charlie at one point, he was there. I didn't quite recognize him at first, but he was, um, he was in this crew. Uh, um, Jaden McNeil was there. One of them that I, I actually did talk to was one of the ones that asked Dan Crenshaw a question on some radio show or something. Oh yeah. Um, I forget what it was about. So I experienced a groper. Uh, I've already experienced him a lot, but I got to experience one of these type. Uh, Gavin McGinnis was there. Rob Dew. I actually got on his live stream when, uh, during the um, event because you come in and you can. It was, again, another free event, open bar, food. This one actually had more food, but we'd already eaten before this. Uh, but it was still cool. And, uh, you know, you, they eventually started doing speakers. Gavin's speech was fucking hilarious. If you have not seen this one, you have to, uh, Sam. Wait, so he literally started the well, Yeah. Wait, so this is another speech that Gavin did in addition to the yeah. one at the. Uh, oh, interesting. And that, and the great thing was it was totally different. Like he didn't just regurgitate the same speech. It was a totally different one. I'll find the link. This one was trickier to find. Um, and I record most of it. At first, when I saw him, I was like, "Yeah," and I was like, "Oh shit, I should be recording this." It's Gavin. Yeah, I wasn't even thinking about that, but. He literally starts off his speech with, you know, we have a lot of people here, conservatives, right wingers, the Groypers. And, you know, I hear the Groypers and they're all talking about how we give too much money to Israel. But you guys get too little pussy. (laughs) You guys need to get laid. That is how he started it. That's how he started it. And he just went on and on and on he's like you guys need to stop worrying about uh foreign policy and start worrying about getting laid (laughs) it was so fucking funny yeah i mean my friend had never experienced really gavin before i played her a few things by him like his ted talk and a thing he gave about like relationships and this was her first time like really sitting down listening to him she was like loving it she loved him it was her favorite your your girl your girlfriend you mean speaker you uh what about her this was your girlfriend's first experience with with yeah. gavin ah interesting yeah, i only played her a few things before like his ted talk and something else but this is her first time like fully experiencing the gavin mcginnis experience uh and she was like she it was kind of she likes that sort of shock edgy humor and she was like real like after the first like so she was laughing a lot and she was early getting a rise out of it. And the second one she really got I was like, this is why I love this man. It was just so good. He was killer. Um and so when Rob Dew was coming around, he had this like live stream camera going around. He was coming around. Rob Dew's such a nice guy, by the way. He's so cool. Like I could just shoot the shit with him forever, it feels like. And he came up to me with the camera. So I was like, ooh, he got me. Um, he, he was like, so what do you think? What was your favorite speaker? And I was like, yeah, it was Gavin. Um, I guess I love Gavin, no homo. And he laughed at that. 
And when Gavin got on the stage, the guy who organized the event, he literally, it's this fucking Gavin for you. Oh, he'd get away with this. He literally went down and grabbed the guy's crotch <laughs> as a joke. Like he went and like grabbed it some way. Uh, he's a ground by the poofy. Um, I don't know if he really touched it or whatever, but well, you can analyze that. But he said, um, would you grab his crotch? And I was like, no, I don't want to meet you, Gavin. Um, so, guys, yeah. Gavin McGinnis is gay. He, he grabbed. Oh, yeah. he, oh, my God. Sorry, sorry, folks. I couldn't. Re- I, 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 pro- I keep promising I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll try not to do an Owen Benjamin impression, but it just swear it just came out still. It's not just Owen. It's a lot of these groupers. Like they think Gavin's like gay or does gay shit. And they don't like it. Yeah, I mean, Look at yeah. <laughs> I uh, you know, I mean, Gavin, frat boy. In many ways, he's just a frat boy having fun. Okay, whatever. It's don't people take him too seriously. Look, that fucking reporter. This is what I forgot to mention. I was telling you to remember that fucking reporter at the Jacob Wall press conference was like, oh, Gavin, I saw you do coke last night. And Gavin's like, yeah, yeah, sure you did. And it was on camera, too. There were a bunch of cameras. And Gavin's like, oh, fuck. Like, dude, don't you get the joke? Because there were fucking cameras there. So, yeah. Yeah. You well, don't get it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, honestly, it's. It's the same thing with Rush, like with Rush Limbaugh. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, and I, 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 I always have to clarify because people always think I, I talk about the band, which the band Rush is awesome too. Rest in peace, Neil Neil Pert. But, but no, uh, Rush Limbaugh is the is the is the. Uh, I mean, I, I think it's pretty safe to say that Gav, Gavin is to you as Rush is to me. I think um but yeah i mean it's, it's- milo for me actually I, I mean i love i i don't want to rank people or pick favorites but i would say the people that have had the most impact on me the three biggest people would be donald trump scott adams and uh milo yiannopoulos and gavin's a close you like he would if i had to put a fourth and i put gavin um then probably some other people i can think of Re- but. really really scott adams yeah, Scott Adams changed the way I thought about a lot of things. I think we mentioned this on that first interview we did with you. Um, I really dived in that because you've really changed my perspectives on persuasion, emotions, politics, how the brain works, how people really work. Totally changed my mind. I've... But in terms of like comedy, you know, I would obviously have to take Scott Adams out and put Gavin in there. Um, your political com- comedy. Yeah, but but do yourself a favor, my friend, and, and uh, read the Dilbert Daily strips because they are f- mm-hmm. they are funny. Uh, if if you. Oh yeah, I'm not saying it's not funny. It's just Gavin's more my style. Oh yeah, me uh, me too. Yeah. So at that after party again, this is the thing. All these people were at this after party, hanging out, having drinks, chatting with people. Um, I almost got a chance to chat with Gavin again, but it was like right before he was about to speak. I know. So I was like, oh, I can't, I shouldn't bother him. But you know, uh, the other people that were there, one, I didn't even recognize this is one of the Groypers mentioned, but Stephanie Hansen, who's one of those like, um, e-girls in the Groyper movement, uh, that they kind of like fantasize about. Like, I'm not even joking when I say that, I, uh, she was, there. looks different than she does in pictures. We'll say. I used to be Facebook friends with her before I 
found out that she uh, was, you know, uh, griper-ish. So, yeah. Or... Yeah, I think she's... I'm, I'm just going to be honest. I'm going to make this prediction. I'm not trying to burn a bridge. I'm not trying to shit on her or anything, but I think some of these gripers are falling into the Lauren Southern trap and they're going, oh my God, a pretty girl that's right wing and they're getting hypnotized by it. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, don't, don't, you know, place all your eggs in her basket. But she was there. Nick Fuentes was there. Um, uh, I also uh, saw before the uh, event, I forgot to mention, like when I, one of the first people I saw was Raheem Kassam uh, from Breitbart, London or Britain. And it was now on the Bannon podcast War Room. I was see Bannon, uh, Jason Miller, I think. Um, so I saw Raheem Kassan, and I also saw Matt Schlapp going up in Escalator. He's the guy that runs the whole gig. Uh, so I saw him. I was like, "Holy shit, that's Matt Schlapp!" Uh, so that's all the people I saw. The Infowars after party, or National File after party, another awesome party. Got to talk to a lot of people. Uh, there's a lot, wide variety of people. They're really cool, fun environment. It's one of the times where I didn't feel nervous in a social environment. I mean, my girlfriend was there at Sad House, but I was I could easily go up to people and talk to them. Uh, so, you know, I mean, there's sometimes I'm like, yeah, I don't know if I should go in this group. I don't know. But the group was kind of had their own corner where they were all surrounding Nick and then everybody else was kind of mingling. Uh, but that was cool. And I saw Jaden McNeil when we were exiting it. There was literally a girl like some drunk girl like came into the, you know, Jaden was outside. We were waiting. That's in like right before we exited the building and like a sort of lobby thing at the end of the staircase. And Jaden was outside recognized. I was like, Oh shit, it's Jay McNeil. And this, she, and by the way, he's one of the groypers guy from used to be a turning point president somewhere. I think Kansas and then stepped down. But, uh, he was outside and this girl comes in and I mean, people remember this after a few drinks, the guys were a little tipsy and the girls were a little tipsy, too, and whatever. She comes in. She goes, oh, my God, Jaden, I love you or something like that. Or or it was one of those like lines where she was conscious, like, oh, my God, Jaden. Huh? You know, it was like I was like, oh, my God. And he was just looking at her like, oh, like he didn't know what to think. He's like, what do I do with this girl? And. You know, it was just it was just funny seeing that. Uh, and I, I know what he was feeling like. It was kind of just like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> you know, this girl was just like sort of fangirling over him. Uh, and so I grabbed my girlfriend. I'm like, let's get the fuck out of here. This is getting a little uh, uh, this could get a little out of hand. This scene here, I because I, the guy there was a lot of guys that, that drunk quite a bit of alcohol. A lot of Groypers that uh, drink a bit. Probably so I was like, let's get out of here. Probably took some other substances too. I I was going to ask you a, you a question. You, you kind of ruined my setup though. I was gonna ask. <laughs> I was I was gonna ask how much coke did you do at the after, at the uh, after party? But obviously you don't do you 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 ruined my bit early on. So you know. Oh, like Gavin McGinnis, um, Ryan gave me some coke, and I behind the podium just. If anybody knows singing, got my head in. <laughs> yeah. In- if anybody can fucking tell, that's a joke, and what Gavin did was a joke. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, and I mean, he's admitted that he, that he used to do, you know, 
He's done in the past. Read, read the death of cool people, or do a, yeah. or do what I did and get it on Audible if you're like me and like to listen to shit instead of read it. Yeah. So, um, and last thing I'll mention too was Owen Schroyer. I gained a new level of um, respect and appreciation, love for him because during his speech. He really, he's like, I don't know what to talk about. I'm just kind of going to say this and that. I didn't really prepare a speech. And he um, uh, then he started opening up to Q&A, uh, which was really cool. And he had people coming up. And I got to ask him a question. And I said, like, what was the biggest well, – who do you think is the biggest threat to conservatives, America first, Republicans, right-wingers, um, movement in general at large, something like that. Uh, I think he thought I was a groiper, even though I'm not. But I was just genuinely curious what he thought the biggest threat was. Um, and I think he said Donald Trump, actually. He said, well, he's done a lot of great things. I love the guy. We can't, you know, Trump can't be the end all be all. We got to find something uh, to continue this legacy. Um, so he gave a good and interesting answer. But very charismatic dude, very cool dude. And he had a great way of handling some of the uh, – uh, I guess you could say groipery questions. Like one guy started asking about, you know, um, I think he's mentioned something about having European heritage and Owen has such a great answer. He says, I don't give a damn. Um, if my DNA results come out European, Asian, whatever, I'm an American, you know? And he went on this thing cause the guy started bringing up race and all kinds of other shit. The guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He clearly had a few in the system and he was going on about that. And Owen just handled it perfectly. He that's how Charlie Kirk should have handled these things. And Owen handled it perfectly on the spot. Uh again though, but another great event. The one thing that was odd was when Nick Fuentes spoke, there were a lot of fucking groupers there. They kind of stacked the room. Yeah, it it's and there were about fifty people at this thing, and they were like thirty of them. It's a it's a cult, definitely. It is a, and I mean, and be and and for people who watch my my channel, be, oh Sam, you say the same thing about uh Owen Benjamin, yeah, because that's a that's even more of a, that's, a cult. that's even more of a fucking uh, internet cult. And granted, Nick isn't that. Nick is. I want to make something clear. Uh, Nick. Owen. Nick is not as Nick is not as bad as Owen, and, and in fact, like I even I even de I even defended Nick and the Gripers when Owen was you know saying that he was going to beat up Nick and that the Bears should like start hunting Gripers uh, and whatnot. All, all that all that was I was like no, but but just because just because I detest Owen. Uh, doesn't mean that I think the Gripers are awesome either. So, uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, I, the thing that's weird is like when Nick spoke, they all cheered really loudly and all that. And at one point, this is what surprised me is one girl clearly did not like Nick and she took her glass of water and tried to chuck the water at him. And it only got a few feet on the stage. It didn't even touch him. And she then left the building and Nick just went by no e-girls bye, bitch. And when you with the way he said it and in the room, I kind of went, oh, God, that was that was a bit assholey the way he did that. Yeah, uh, he, uh, I've I've got 
personal stories that you know I've I've I I've heard. Um, so you know, none that I want to tell on air, obviously. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, he you know he has he has his mom he has his moments where he'll, you know he'll do like really good, and he'll say he'll he'll say stuff that like I agree with, but then he'll. It's just those little, you know, things too, where he'll, you know, where he'll just like spaz out, and I get that he thinks it's comedy, uh, but it just feels that way. Like when Gavin does shit, like during the first event, he told like the Groypers literally to shut the fuck up. He's like, "What's all the chit chatting? Guys, shut up! I'm speaking," or something like that. He said something like that. Like you could tell he was trying to actually quiet them down, but also he was doing a jokey way. Like, you could tell. I mean, it's one of those things where you see it, you know it. Yeah. It's like him falling. You knew it was a joke. You knew the Coke was a joke. But, you know, the uh, Nick just, he, he can be funny. He can be really smart and funny. But there's just so many, there's too many things where I disagree with him too much. Or he, he goes too um, Like, being against race mixing is just fucking stupid. And I don't he never really substantiates that opinion when Milo pressed him on he really didn't have a good answer but um I digress uh you know so that was his thing and people cheered a lot but I could tell there were people that were clearly uncomfortable with it and I don't just mean what he was talking about but they were uncomfortable with all this this sort of culty feeling of all these people just like worshiping him there um and I will give extreme credit to National File and Alex Jones and the Enforce crew for having him speak, because while I disagree with him strongly on a lot of things, I'm not really a fan of him. Um, it takes a lot of guts to put someone like him up there to give somebody who's been banned a platform in the name of free speech, in the name of principle, rather than silencing him or disassociating or keeping an arm's length away from him, which I understand why people can will do that. But, you know, Alex sticks to his principles. National file people stick to their principles on free speech. And I give him a lot of credit for that. I mean, so that's what they did. And I think it's a good thing because you get to hear what he says, get to make, you know, up your mind about it, rather than shutting him down and putting him in an echo chamber. And he gets some resistance. I would have liked maybe a Q and a with him, but they did that at the previous event where people started asking him questions. Um, but his anti-Israel shit just doesn't go well over with most conservatives. I could tell that from the event. Like, there's one woman's whose face was just like utterly like in disgust the whole time. She's like, "What the fuck is going on here? Like, what is this kid? Who are these people?" Like, she was like absolute shock at what was happening. Well, um, yeah, and I mean here, and, I mean here, here's here's the thing with the whole Israel thing because I get this a lot that. That like from from kind of these alt right things is that like oh you're you're Isra- you're Israel first or you know like you're like if if I say if I say I'm pro Israel they're like oh well well you're you know you're pro Israel and you know like you know what you must be I I've literally had people accuse me of you know, of being, like, run by by the Mossad, and, uh, you know, at, at, at this point, like, it's always, like, I, I literally go wrong, I literally go a, along, along with, I'm like, yep, I'm a, Mas- I'm a Mossad, I'm a Mossad, <laughs> a, 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 like, we're gonna pick this YouTube channel 
no offense, with 600 subscribers. Right, yeah. yeah. That's the guy that's going to fucking bring down um, the white man, the Americans. It's that guy. I mean, do you realize how stupid that sounds? Yeah, yeah. We're 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 gonna we're gonna pick the uh we're we're gonna we're gonna pick the we're gonna pick the the uh the crippled handicapped guy yeah. who who has six hundred subscribers. We're we're not we're not even going to really like like if if I were like in a nice studio or something like I you know okay then then I could maybe see that. Yeah. But you know, yeah. we're not we're not even gonna gonna fund him. He's gonna be in his you know room, his home studio as as usual. But I don't know, same. You got a new laptop and uh, AirPods recently, and a new mic. Where did all that come from, Sam? Huh? Oh. I mean, shekels. Oh, that all that all came from a mix of uh, you know of family, friends, and uh, and ad, uh. and ad revenue because that. That uh, that that anchor, that anchor sponsorship, yeah, that's worth a ton of money. So, uh, uh, I, yeah, yeah. I, you tell him. I you tell him now. Okay. I I I can at at this rate, I'm so rich off advertising money. I can buy myself a six pack. That's how rich. <laughs> that's how that's how rich I am. So, um, real shill you. Yeah, but I mean, in in regards. To the whole Israel thing, I'm like, I'm like, look, I'm not, I don't have a dog in that fight either way. The only, the only thing I, yeah. the only thing I have, ever, the only thing I have ever said is that when it comes to, when it comes to the whole Israeli, uh, you know, when it comes to the whole Is Israeli Palestine, uh, you know, conflict, it's not even that. It's not even that so much. It's not Israel versus Palestine, but it's like. What am I more worried about? Am I am I worried about, am I worried about Jews who wanna um you know just bank or or am I you know which that's kind of I'll probably Susan, that's right. Susan or Jessica will probably ban me for that. Just you know am I am I worried am I worried about Jewish bankers or am I worried about you know radical Muslims who who literally want to blow people up with you know yeah. And it's like, I'm gonna take the Jewish bankers instead of the suicide bombers. Like if, if we're if we're going after stereotypes, we you know, like you know, we might, I might as well take the one that doesn't want to kill me. So, but, um, yeah, it's yeah. it's. I, I know what you mean. Like Israel, I just I don't care about that issue so much. I genuinely don't. I'm not saying that to. Oh, you're a cook. You don't want to take a side. I've said I'm not a fan of Israel, okay? How many times do I have to say it, people? Like, I don't want to be spending so much money to them. And I think they do some pretty bad things. But, yeah, there's there's more to this. Uh, I don't think the Palestinians are all that great either. And Israel already exists. So let's deal with what we have. Two-state solution. Hopefully bring some peace. And maybe Israel can be a useful ally the fuck's wrong with that position but no it's not enough it's not good enough you have to be a total isolationist uh pull all foreign aid immediately uh to make these people happy um but i digress on that um i'm gonna run through this quickly so my battery doesn't die i mean and people um will be missing this uh 
face in a few uh, minutes and we'll have to just hear my voice. Um, but that was a, that was the second day, probably the most jam packed day, probably the best day in general. It was awesome. I loved it. So many cool people I saw. I must have seen like 20 fantastic it was the whole package the whole shebang uh but then day three which is the last main day of cpac just a little slower day for me but still walked right in i saw james o'keefe talking to some people cool. so i got to see him. um and that was right after i saw rick harrison uh or so no i saw rick harrison right after i forget which word but i saw those guys back and forth and i love james o'keefe uh saw michael uh Knowles, whatever his name is from the daily wire um at uh you know, around there. Um, I saw Tom Fitton from Judicial Watch at his booth. Didn't get to meet him, actually, because he, like, left right when I was getting there. I saw Matt Mosh Ture going down Escalator, and I saw a speech, too. Because right after him was Candace Owens, and I thought, oh, I'll check out Candace's speech. Saw her speech, and then I was walking the media row, um, and guess who was fucking there was I saw a big crowd and it was at the uh, Epoch Times, whatever that Chinese L it's called. And it was Candace fucking Owens doing an interview with them. I was like, oh, cool. Maybe she'll come out and I can uh, say hi to her or something. And she came out, was taking was a lot of people. She was taking loads of selfies. And I could tell she was getting overwhelmed with them. So I was like, I'm not going to ask for one. Like, it's fine. Um, I, I, I kind of matured with those things. But, you know, I would still love to have them with her because I do like her. But, you know, uh she was taking them, so I said, "Hi, Candace, thank you for what you do." And I was, I was so tired this day because I did not have any food in me, or well, I did, but like hardly any. I was really tired, so I was just like, "Hi, Candace, um, yeah, th- thank you for what you do. Uh, here's my card. If you want to speak at Penn State, um, we brought Donald Trump Jr." And she was like, "Yeah, okay." I she and she said, "I know," and uh, she was like, "I know, thank you." I was like, oh, shit, she knew about our event? Cool. Uh, but I was really tired. I probably made the worst first impression with her. I'm sorry, Candace. If you're watching this, I'm sorry. I do like you, and I wish I had more energy. But if, if, if you saw her, I'll saw yeah. oh, I was Sorry, what was that? I was just going to say, if Candace Owens is watching this, uh, you know, welcome to the Whitfield Report. So, <laughs> Yes, of course. Um, I also saw because they were this person uh, was speaking at a panel before Candace. All their speaking uh, uh, slots for these guys, they've been they always get delayed at this fucking thing. Uh, and I don't know how or why, but they keep getting like. Uh, for the most part, uh, but uh, Lawrence Jones from Fox News, I saw his thing. I saw him in the hallway. Uh, I saw Sebastian Gorka coming on crutches to his booth. Uh, and I saw him do some interviews. Mark Lindell, the My Pillow guy, I saw him many times, and I saw him getting interviewed by Infowars by Owen Schroyer, and uh, Owen was interviewing him. And after Owen did that, I, I was sticking around. Things like, oh, Infowars is back. It's gonna be good. Uh, I, I I followed him. And I did something. I forget what it was, and I come out. And I see Owen like walking away with a big crowd following. I'm like, oh shit, what's going on? And I caught up to him and he's like, Infowars is getting kicked out of CPAC. We are being banned. And this lady came up to him and gave him no fucking reason. Just said, you got to leave. So Infowars didn't get a booth. They didn't get media credentials. Um, Owen had gotten a regular attendee badge, approved and everything. And they're kicking him out. 
all he was doing was regular interviews. He wasn't even pulling any stunts or doing any shock jock shit. He was just doing interviews. He was at one booth that a company um, let him do that. The company that was uh, the you know the people that ran that booth they let him do that. They invited him there, but CPAC started kicking him out, and that pissed me off. The Gavin and Jacob thing happened the day before, and now they were getting kicked out the next day. It is so stupid that CPAC was kicking out an influential voice for Trump and the conservative movement. And when somebody asked Gorka about it, he just said, oh, the Infowars are kooks, uh, and we don't want them here. Fuck you. I'm sorry. I don't care what you think about them. If fucking Antifa people can apply for a press credential and get it, then Infowars of all people should be getting plenty of them and easily. So it's so stupid they should be allowed there. Everyone should be allowed there. Like literally everyone. Neocons, right wingers, Fuentes, Infowars, conservatives, libertarians, nationalists, cucks, whoever. They should all fucking be allowed there. Because it just seems like CPAC picks and chooses who can come, who they're comfortable with. But anybody that's a little bit too edgy, a little bit too interesting, nah, can't have them. All the fun people were getting kicked out. All the cool people. We're getting kicked out, and that just drove me nuts. It's so stupid, especially if they stand for free speech. So that really was a downer. Um, but in that meteor row, I also saw Kyle Kashov at one point. I saw Nuance Bro, who I got to talk to the following day, but I did see him there. Uh, Luke Radowski from We Are Change. I saw him when we were exiting the Gaylord. Uh, I recognized his voice, and I saw him. And I saw Ricky Rebel, too, who was on Milo show recently. He was also a, um, a celebrity singer. Uh, do an interview at that Epoch time, and I saw him at eating uh, with some people on the last day. But that was the third day, uh, which didn't have any after parts. We we're like, what the fuck did we do? And so we went to bed early because we knew that on the last day, Saturday, was when God Emperor Trump was going to speak. So uh, we knew that we had to get to bed early because he was supposed to speak at one. And we figured we got to get there at like eight. Uh, to get to just get into the fucking thing, get decent or okay seating. Um, so it turns out when we went there on the last day, like basically everything was shut down. It was just about the speaking stuff. Uh, and you had you walked in, they you had to go through all this uh, security, secret service. Uh, funniest thing happened too was when we were waiting in line. I gotta find who these people were. They said I think it was for some governors campaign but uh my girlfriend and i had maga hats on my girlfriend bought a maga hat her first maga hat a real maga hat the day before and i had mine from uh, a few months ago and i bought it and we were in line for maga hats and we were arm in arm because we were you know it was like a pretty cool day like we were getting excited to see the president and these two guys were there and they just said hey excuse me you guys are like the you guys are the two cutest couple here can we get your picture i was like Oh, my God, that's so sweet of you. Like, I didn't expect that. So they took our picture. Um, so that was really sweet and nice of them. Um, and so when we got in, there were a bunch of speeches that were boring as hell that we had to sit through. James O'Keefe was awesome. My girlfriend liked that and got interested. Um, but that happened. Um, and so um, we saw, you know, a bunch of speeches and then Trump had to do a coronavirus press conference, which didn't actually delay it. The whole event itself was just delayed. 
like already. Like I said, this shit gets delayed. They were so far behind. They were two hours um, late to have Trump speak. And so he was actually speaking at three, which I thought was when he was originally supposed to speak, but it turned out to be one. But he spoke at three. We were all packed in there. We got like near, um, you know, there are thousands of people in this room and we got our seats, which were hard to find. And they kept trying to other people would try, you know, uh, the workers there would try to give up your seats if you went to the bloody bathroom. So I always had somebody there to watch it. But um, we were kind of in between the middle and the back. You know, we weren't in the back. We weren't in the middle. But we were just kind of in between there. So it was okay seating. I wish we gotten better, but that didn't matter because when Trump finally came out, and I was excited, and we actually took a nap. That's how boring it got and how tired we were because we had to wake up fucking early. We'll go at 5.30. Sure, sure. I had to get there early, but we took a nap, and when you know, right before Trump came out, like I, I woke up, I opened my eyes, and I saw the presidential podium on the stage. I was like, oh, my God, he's coming. And, you know, they play this like little video and then uh, Matt Slap comes out and introduces Trump and everybody stands up with their cameras, you know, up. So I couldn't even see him for a bit, but they were playing the, you know, it's proud to be an American. Yeah. Na, 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 na. And when I saw him, like, I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> it's the fucking president of the United States. Oh, my God. Like, I fangirl. I mean, it was amazing then when i heard his voice i will say i never been to a trump ride before i know send to mine i'm gonna go to one i've, I've never met yeah. one either brother but i'm changing that this go around you need to see this man before he leaves office oh my god dude i've never seen a more charismatic more energetic more uh just unbelievably amazing speaker he is just magic. There is no other way to describe it. It is magic how he can connect with you. You can feel him, uh, feel the energy, feel the passion, feel the humor, feel the love he has for you in this country. That's the power. He's a people person. You feel like he's connecting to you. His speech was amazing. My girlfriend loved it. And she was not the biggest fan of Trump like I am. Like She liked him, but she wasn't like a fan fan. Right. After she became a fan. I could see it in her eyes. Like it was unbelievable how powerful he is as a speaker. And all those times, like, you know, I watched Trump rallies, you know, and I liked them. There is nothing like seeing this guy in person. And every time he makes a joke, everybody laughs and, and gets that it's a joke. The whole he's literally a stand-up comedian. The whole thing, yeah, it's serious at times, but he's making jokes. He's having fun. The whole time. And all these times CNN would take a joke seriously or be like, oh, how awful he is. I understood now when Trump says like it's a joke or like he even mentioned during this speech, like the whole Russia, if you're listening, um, you know, uh, get, you know, get, uh, get the emails, whatever the fuck it was. I understand that's the joke. Yeah. Because when you're and when you're feeling it, you can completely tell when he's joking. And it's like. I was never happier. That was such a happy, joyful experience. When he says these rides are love fest, that is exactly what they are. It feels like a love fest. These people love America. They love Trump. And Trump loves America and loves the people. It was just 
amazing energy. It's it's something like I've never felt before. Very high, and, very high energy, folks. Very high. <laughs> Not like Jeb. Um, and the best part, um, the highlight of it, he made this joke about Mini Mike that just got everyone. He's standing there at the podium. And he's like, Mini Mike, he's so short. He's mini. And he's dropping in the polls. He's doing terrible. Uh, something like that he was saying. And then Trump, he's literally at the podium, and he starts going like this. Like, I can't quite do it in the seat. But he's like, he starts going like this. Oh, yeah, like, I Trump, saw that. Uh, oh, my God, dude. When we all just died, everybody was dead. We were laughing for, like, a solid minute. It was so fucking funny. I mean, he's such an inspirational, like, I – I don't want to use the word touching, but it feels that way because he just connects with you. Like, I, I, again, it's like the Trump hotel experience. The Trump experience, if it's him, the hotels, his products, they touch you and resonate with you. That's where I'm looking for. Resonate with you like nothing else. Um, absolutely amazing. And when we walked out of it, I was just like, oh, my God. It was amazing. I'm not going to lie. I, I don't do this all, but I was almost about to tear up i know it sounds silly but he just wows you and connects with you in such a magical way it was unbelievable that i got to see the man that i've admired for so long and we walked out I was like we just saw the president of the united states and we were really happy we were like it just literally made us so much happier it was magical hey uh yeah you know so we were really happy and we just couldn't have been happier after that it was fantastic well hey dude if if you're uh you know if, if you're uh you know don't 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 give yourself too much crap about crying about almost crying during uh you know the present speech you're you're yeah. you're talking to a guy who literally cried when the when like the when trump was called as the as the winner during yeah during 2016 I, I, I will I will admit I I cried when 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 Trump won won in 2016 just because I oh, I was not expecting it at all so I don't blame you dude like it's again it's it's unbelievable he is unlike any president unlike human being on earth and I talked to my girlfriend like he is a one of a kind. He's you'll never see a president like him. Like you saw something you're gonna remember for the rest of your life. Like it was a remarkable experience. Like I just thinking about it, it's like getting to me. I'm getting the feels because it it's it's so powerful. I just I you gotta experience it. You just can't put in the words um just how amazing it is. Um the last thing I'll say because I know I've been talking a lot, oh. so I'll try and wrap up. No, no, but, you're uh, good. Go ahead. Yeah, my, my battery's at 8% here, so my camera's oh, okay. going to die. But after that, then, see, we just, again, this is insane. That was day four. And after that, we still had to go. The last thing was the Night for Freedom, Mike Cernovich's event. We go there. It's actually at the same place the second Alex Jones event was at. And we go there, and I'm not going to lie. This was the first time I got nervous. It was the first person I saw when I walked in. First fucking person was Anthony Scaramucci. Oh, and like, the mooch. Holy shit. Because here's the thing. I'm not happy with how the mooch has been re recently with uh, um, shitting on Trump. 
but the dude's probably the wealthiest guy I shook hands with this whole time. Like he, he, and he's an, he's an alpha type. Uh, he, he's a fucking alpha type. He's alpha as fuck. Uh, so I saw him. I almost met him right then and there, but we had to register. I was like, I was a little intimidated. I'm not gonna lie. This event was intimidating. There was a lot of rich, um, uh, and uh, I don't want to say powerful. It's a little silly, but a lot of rich and prestigious people, and it was intimidating. Like the Alex Jones thing was just a bunch of bunch of normal people and some maybe wealthier people. We're all just sort of a bunch of friends hanging out, shooting the shit. It felt like this was more of a this was something else. Uh, so I saw him there. I did get to meet him, and he 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 he's the mooch. Uh, like you see him on camera. Like he's a he is a super charismatic, smooth talker. Let me tell you, he's got he he kind of he's kind of got that like Trump does him. He's got that thing where he just sort of touches you in a way like very few people do. And you know, I remember saying like to him like. Something along because he started talking about why he turned on Trump. Basically, it was like, oh, Trump attacked my wife, which I don't even know if Trump really did. But he said, you know, I, I told him, I said, like, I understand, you know, I've had to defend my girlfriend a few times. And he goes, yeah, and I, she I, I bet she appreciates it. And then he looked at her and because she was kind of giggling and smiling, like in a sort of like, you know, that sort of um, yeah. way. Yeah. And he goes, see, see, she does. And then he left in a. Uh, did his uh, debate that he did there. And I was just like, oh, my God, <laughs> just met the mooch. Um, I didn't get in my car, get a photo or anything, but it was cool talking to him for the few seconds I did. Uh, but I also talked to Jack Posobiec, who I had on the show on Real News, on Versa Media. Very normal dude. Very cool. Uh, and he even said to me, he's like, I've done a lot of interviews, but I really love the one I did with you guys. And I was like, shit. Um, and I also met Cernovich. Uh, right when he entered, I met him. And he was pretty cool, pretty normal dude. And uh, I, I like him a lot. I really appreciate what he does. And there were a few other people there. There were no gropers there, actually. The gropers didn't want to pay the 100 bucks uh, to be there. But there surprise, were a lot of other people surprise. <laughs> Yeah, I know, right? Um, and I figured that'd be the case. Like, I even told my girlfriend that before we got there. Um, I actually saw somebody from Penn State that I used to know there, which was crazy. And I didn't know he was in town. But saw a few people. Um, trying to remember who else I saw, but I did talk to Nuance Bra. I think he was the guy I talked to the most. Uh, I met Carpe Duncum, the guy who makes the memes for Trump there. Oh, yeah. Uh, memes. I saw him because he was debating Mooch. I met Michael Malice there, too. Oh, you met my favorite liber- my my favorite semi-libertarian. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to describe him because he's still pretty pro-Trump. He's pretty nice. And I did talk to uh, Nuance Pro, and I talked to him about Nick Fuentes and the Groypers because he says like yeah I've talked to Nick a few times nice guy um, you know but uh, you know he's young and his views might be a bit out there and they probably change uh, I talked to him about a few other things um, mentioned him my and he was dressed super casually this like he was kind of underdressed he had like a backpack on but he was probably the chillest we talked to uh, he was just chill there's another way to describe it it was just like a normal guy like RA to talk to him He's really quick and to the point and very nice and humble. Like when I came up to him, I was like, oh, are you because I wanted to double check. I'm like, are you nuanced, bro? Um, and he says, nah, nah, I'm not him. And he's like, it's just kidding. Now, of course I am. I was like, yeah, I thought you were. But he was cool to talk to. And I hope to get him on the show soon, too. But 
talked to him about a few things, um, pitched him the idea about our club, uh, our new free speech club. And he was pretty cool. And, um, yeah. So, uh, how was that day? It was Trump speech, which was amazing. And that night, and we were exhausted. There were people going to Trump hotel and we we're like, eh, let's see how much the Uber is. And it was a little too pricey. So I can just go back to our place. Cause then we'll have to get another Uber and it's going to be more expensive. So went back to our place and the final, final day, I know I'm finally getting to the end of this story. Day five was Sunday when everything's all said and done. And it was just my girlfriend and I, the people that we brought through Sierra's had to go back home to alternative means because they only had hotels, um, till Friday night. So, um, uh, we then decide we take Sunday to explore DC because I'd never been there. She'd been there, but not really, um, uh, you know, I guess maybe seen as some of the newer things. So, we saw the Washington Monument, the Lincoln Memorial, um, walked by the mall, saw the MLK uh, Memorial there. We hit those things real quick. It was a long walk, and parking was a little difficult. Navigating those roads was fucking insane, and D.C. traffic was insane, but I got used to it. Um, and then at the end of it, you know, we had a little bit of time kind of left, and I was like, let's drive by the White House. So we saw the White House, I'm like, you know what? I kind of want to stop by Trump Hotel one time, one more time. I kind of want to do it. Um, and she was like, yeah, cool. Let's do that. Because we, we we did want to go back to it. Um, and so I went by. And there was not that many people on the street. So we got super close parking, like literally like right next to the building. I'm like, oh, this is great. This is awesome. And we went in there and we looked at one more time, took it all in. And then my girlfriend was like, maybe we should try something. You know, some of the food there. And I was like, eh, yeah, I heard they had complimentary bread and bacon, which they actually didn't. And I was like, me, why not? Hey, we'll take a look at the menu. She kind of peer pressured me into it, thankfully. And I was like, let's just take a look at the menu. Why not? I'm looking at the menu. I see a few things. I'm like, it's actually not that expensive. I mean, it's pricey, but we'll split something and, you know, that'll be our treat, you know? And I said, so we'd like to be seen. And we sit down. Our waiter comes up and we looked at the menu and we decided to order some steak. Thought's the perfect thing to eat, steak. You know, yeah. very good testament to what this was like. And I also thought, why not have some cookies too to have some dessert? Uh, the steak was $35. The cookies were $15. Uh, and I expected the steak might be a small portion or something because that's the way these, you know, ritzy, yeah, yeah, yeah. are. You know, they'll fucking charge like $50 for like a small ass steak. So, yeah, I mean, those are kind of my expectations, but it's Trump. So maybe it's just, I said to him, like, this is probably going to be one of the best meals you've ever had and one of the best steaks you've ever had. And so, uh, you know, the, the, the waiter kind of, uh, I asked him, I was like, you know, I heard you guys have complimentary bacon or bread. And he's like, no, nah, sorry, we don't. And I was like, ah, false rumor. He's like, yeah, alternative news. And he went off and did our order, got brought it out. And when we got it, uh, I, I told him that we'd split it, and because I, I told him I was like I was like uh, okay we'll get the steak and we'll just split it, and we told him the order. He was nice enough and uh, thoughtful enough to bring the steak out in two separate plates, because he told me it was like oh yeah it's about five six chops uh, or cuts, and I was like okay we can probably eat that and it might just fill it's just just enough, but it was like. 
five, six cuts per person. And it was one steak. And it came with fries. And I'm like, cool, let's try the fries. The fries were the perfect amount too, and they gave each enough to each of us. It was the per and I tried the steak first. And it and it had this butter on it. So I didn't try it for the butter first, but I tried the steak. I'm like, this is really, really good. It's really soft. It's super moist. It's dripping. It's tasteful. It's got some nice, unique seasoning. And then I put this butter on it, which I found found out was truffle butter. Oh, oh, my God. oh, oh, you discovered truffle butter, huh? I did. It took it to another level. And I'm like, this is amazing. This is the best steak I've ever had by far. Um, and my girlfriend's been to the steakhouse and she said it's the best she's ever had, too. Unbelievable. Unbelievably good. Yeah. Unbelievable. I'm a bit of a I'm a bit of a foodie myself, so we could act, we could act, we could actually do a whole podcast on just food. In fact, yeah. a couple of a couple of people have actually asked me to do that. Maybe maybe I will do something like that. You should maybe I'll yeah maybe I'll you should go to the Trump Hotel and yeah, review it. Yeah, well I why well, should I why well, should I should do a restaurant review the next time I'm in the. I'm in the Big Apple, which, by the way, have have you been to? Have you ever been to New York City, Sean? No, unfortunately, I have not. That's my next stop. <laughs> oh yes, you definitely need. Yeah. You definitely need to go to, to the Big Apple at least once. I've been there uh, seven times now over the mm. entire span of my life. So cool. But, That's good. Um, and the fries. I mean, I the. Re- Excuse me. <laughs> Food's making me burp. Just think talking about it. Um, the restaurant we ate at in National Harbor, those were really amazing fries. Like, they were really good. The Trump fries were perfect. There's no other way to describe a perfect, perfectly cooked, perfectly salted, perfectly flavorful for unique seasoning. Again, they may taste like unlike any other fry and the steak tastes like un- any other any other steak. And there were plenty of them, and there was not a bad fry in the bucket. That was the big one thing. I was every fry was good and perfect. Um, so we had that, and then again, the thoughtfulness is what was so great about the experience. Then they didn't have, they didn't, they waited till after our we finished our steak and fries to bring out the cookies so that they were warm and they didn't get cold just sitting there. And they brought out the cookies. And I thought it'd be like maybe two cookies or one big one or something like that. It was four decent, like about bigger than like about hockey pucks, a hockey puck size uh, cookies and about the thickness, too. They weren't thin and shitty. They weren't too thick. They were perfect thickness and oozing with chocolate, just melting and dripping out of it. It was the best cookie I've ever had. It was amazing. It was just so delicious. My girlfriend couldn't even finish hers because she was kind of getting stuffed. So I was like, oh, I will. you sure you don't want more of this amazing cookie? But I, I then ate it. But oh, my God, dude. And then the waiter, again, it gets better. You think the food's done and it can't get better. Um, our waiter comes by and he gives me the check. And I put my card in it and, you know, I was making, I was getting this tip ready 
Because I was like, you know what? I'm going to tip a little high for him. I mean, he's been really nice, and this is just a great experience. Like, I, 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 the experience alone made me want to tip him more. Yeah. So I gave him like course. a 5% tip. Um, and so I gave him that. And he brought the thing back for me to sign, and then so we could go. And I look at the pen, and it says Trump Hotel on it. I'm like, oh, this is a really cool pen. And he walks by us, and he goes, take it as a souvenir. And we just looked at each other, like girlfriend and I were like, oh, my God, really? And we we, we took it. I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. In the back of my brain, I was like, maybe I should take this as a souvenir. I'm just not telling when They probably have plenty of pens. You know, well, they wouldn't know. So who cares? Um, but when he said that, it just made me happy. I, I, I it was it was such a beautifully perfect cherry on top way to end the experience. Yeah. You know, I. It was so, again, like Trump himself, it's this sort of magical experience. And we just giggled out of like childish joy, honestly. Like we got to, you know, we were like two kids going into like the rich uh, restaurant, eating there and then taking a souvenir. Like it was, it was just wonderful. It was literally the experience made us happier. We couldn't stop talking about it. So we, when we got into the car and we started driving out of the area, we couldn't stop talking about it. It's like an Apple store. You go into an Apple store and it's an experience. Yeah. It's not like any store. It is a full-on experience unlike anything else. Oh, and that's yeah. what each hotel is like. And it's called a six-star hotel and it fucking deserves it. 10 out of 10 would absolutely recommend. Best restaurant experience, best eating experience I've ever had. Loved every second of it. Loved every bite. And again, the, the, the waiter, the cherry on top was giving us the pen just – Little things like that were just beautiful. And if you ordered bacon, by the way, they bring it out on this fucking like cross. And it's all like held up with clothespins. And they take a blowtorch, blow the fucking. Apparently, it's the best bacon ever. And then they blow this like incense thing on top of it that we could smell. The couple across from us had it. And they do that with a drink too, with a blowtorch and give it to you. It's just. And the champagne to like take like the fucking like machete thing, like cut it and it pops open oh shit they'll do that oh damn so and they even again these little details when the couple were getting the bacon thing done um he he asked them for their phone because they were filming it and took a picture of them with it uh, i mean it was just a wonderful experience and, and even the bathrooms were gorgeous marble everywhere it was beautiful oh yeah um, and the- like I, I spent like literally when we were sitting there waiting for a food, which took a little while, but it was worth the wait. I told her it probably would be. I'm just looking around the hotel, looking at all the details. I couldn't stop looking at it. Neither could she. We sat there in like silence for a while. You know, it's like they say in Pulp Fiction, it was comfortable silence. It was just such an amazing experience. And that is what Trump gets. He gets it's about the experience, creating a unique, memorable experience that makes you want to come back. It brings customer loyalty and just makes your life better. It, I could talk about this for hours. I already have been. I could just talk about the Trump Hotel for hours. It was just such an amazing experience. I loved it, loved it, loved it. After, and again, it was beautiful how we bookended the trip with Trump Hotel to start it and Trump Hotel to end it. Absolutely beautiful, perfect. And by the end of it, by the end of Trump's speech, I said this after Trump's speech and after eating at his hotel, too. I already loved the man. I, th- I thought I couldn't love him anymore. After seeing him speak live and after eating at his hotel, my respect level, my love level, my fangirl level 
cranked up another few notches. It yeah. was just, I I was so impressed. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. It was, it was amazing. We were giggling our way back to the car because it was just, it was. It was unlike anything else. I cannot recommend it enough. Yeah, that that's super cool, man. Yeah, well, the the experience I had at uh, you know Trump Tower in Manhattan. I mean, it sold me on the experience I had at Trump Tower. Just being in there, and the the customer service at like the gift shop and everything sold me. Yeah, that was what sold me on him being president. And like, I actually asked people like. So how is working with, you know, and they all said, oh, well, he actually takes the time to, to get to know everyone's name and like, uh, like, that's good. Like one of the guys who operates the elevator, because in Trump Tower, they actually have people who, who like operate the, uh, who operate the elevator. And, yeah. and there's, and there's this guy from Spain in there who, uh, you know, who's, who's Hispanic and, and said, uh. You know, like I, like he spoke, he spoke English very well, but like with an accent. So, you know, I could tell he was from Spain and he said, he said, don't believe uh, everything that you hear about Mr. Trump. He, he, he always referred to him as Mr. Trump, which I thought was, you know, cool. He said, don't believe, don't, he said, don't believe everything you hear on the news with Mr. Trump. He said, I've been Mr. Trump's personal elevator man for 35 years. And wow. he, and he's, he's never forgotten my name and he's never forgotten my kids' names. And, you know, he's always been, he's always been good. He, he's always personally handed me, you know, an envelope for Christmas when it comes to bonuses. He's always been very, he's always been very good to me. And keep in mind, Trump wasn't even president yet, but he, but the guy goes, I'm sure going to miss him when he becomes president and he's not here as as often so yeah that's something i wish i was better at honestly because i'm i'm a bit of an introvert one things i would one things i wish i could have done better with like turning point for example here is gotten to know our members a bit better and i I, i've done things to do that where like we'll have club dinners and i talk some people or i get the people talking with one another but i wish i personally was talking to each member at some point um, cause that personal touch, I mean, it's just also cool getting to know different people, but that personal touch is just magical. And that's what Trump is so good at. The, and you see it reflected in Trump's, uh, businesses. It, 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 that's a great story. And I was, uh, I was tempted to ask our waiter about like, what's, what's the Don really like, or what do you think of the Don? But I could tell like when he made like the alternative news, fake news sort of joke, like I could tell like they and they kind of thought we like my girlfriend and I they probably I could tell he thought we were adorable seemed like this little these two little kids coming into Trump uh hotel eating there like they understood they they got what we were doing and it just again it's a connection it's just my god it's like again it's like an apple store amazing experience oh yeah experience so critical and you're an ad guy like me so you know um how important that is now just magical can just make everything better. Yeah. Well, and I also have family members who also work for Apple too. So I, I really appreciate the, uh, the compliment. So, um, Uh, so yeah, it's Trump's business is amazing. And I, it makes me feel more for like all these fucking like 
people that just make the most disgusting attacks about the guy. My girlfriend's like came out of it and said, how do they think he's racist? How, you know, because all the workers there are immigrants and most, and yeah. you know, they're, they're brown and, you know, for the most part, you know, they're clearly uh, non-white immigrants. Yeah. He, I mean, well, I mean, he was, he was the first, he was one, he was one of the first people to, uh, to uh, black people in the in the country club in in the in one of the uh, you know country clubs in New York. So um, yeah. way back yeah. way back when in like the uh, early seventies. But um, at any rate, though, Sean, uh, I don't want to. I know that your computer is close to dying, so I don't want to keep you. But okay. um, we can keep going if you want because. Uh, the audio is going to another computer. This is just for the video feed. Um, but it, I, I know I talked a lot because um, I want to get it all out before the, the video went. But I can still keep going for um, – well, it's getting closer to Maybe I can't keep going for a bit. But do you have any questions you want to ask me or anything? You know, because I, like I said, I, went, I rambled a lot there. But Oh, um, oh no, you're, you're good. Yeah, and I, I'm, I, and I'm still good to keep going. I just don't want – you know, I just don't want you to suddenly – you know, die on me. Um, I shouldn't, but, um, shouldn't do that. yeah, <laughs> but no. Uh, so I, I guess one question I do have, um, and maybe my video feed did just die. So I'll just be audio only now. Yeah. I, yeah. Your, your picture just, just froze here. So I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to take you off uh split screen. So, um, so now folks, those of you watching on video, now you just get to see my, uh, lovely, lovely face. Um, that ladies, <laughs> um, yeah, Hers. yeah, here. Oh, uh, were there any babes? Well, we're on the subject. Were there any babes for Trump? Not that you should know about that because you were with your girlfriend. So you can keep a secret, right, Sam? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but but can but can six hundred and twenty three uh, <laughs> other subscribers keep a secret too? So I kid, I kid. Actually, the 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 thing we had to deal with was like looking out for creepy guys. Oh, um, yeah, I'm. I'm uh, sure. I, I don't know if she would want me to talk about that here, but I'll just say that it's not as bad as the creepertarians at Yao conventions. Uh, yes, that is a term. <laughs> no, I'm I'm from I'm familiar with that too. So <laughs> funny term, creepertarians. Oh my god. So uh, I I've I've got to I've got to tell you a. I've got to tell you a story about Ye about Yalcon Con real yeah, quick. And you know, if if anyone from Yalcon is watching, I I'm sorry, but you guys, you know, you guys kind of fucking suck with this shit. You guys, kinda, oh my god, you guys kind of de deserve this. So first night I, <laughs> first night I was there. So couple of things. So, um, first off, we had the we had to drive from Florida, you know, through Georgia to Tennessee, which, um. Which, for those who don't know, like, Florida, Florida has, de like, people think that Florida has shitty roads. Florida has decent roads. Uh, Tennessee has decent roads. Georgia, uh -huh. 
Oh my god. Georgia has some of the worst fucking roads ever. Like, completely bumpy. Um, like, I'm a... That's probably <laughs> yeah, like well, like and like I'm an I'm an insomniac to begin with, so like I don't I just don't sleep. Period. But like I was I was trying to like kind of so obviously I can't drive because you know I'm crippled. But like the the two guys I went with would like you know take turns. So like you know what? So like Thomas would uh you know uh take one shift and then uh, Cole would take a would take another shift, and they just did that back and forth. Uh, at, at, mm. at one point, like, Thomas, uh, you know, nodded off in, in the back in the back seat, and, uh, you know, and I, I was, like, trying to, you know, sleep, too, in the, in the front. But the roads were so bumpy in Georgia that none of us could, like, even get some shut-eye. But anyway, uh, going to back, going forward to uh, Yelcon, we we get we get to uh, Memphis, and uh, you know, basically we checked in. They wouldn't let us check in until like all the until like everyone showed up too. That was like the real pain in the ass because people from, yeah because like people from all over the country were coming in, but um. You know, and then they they did like their first like big opening speech, and you know we had some speakers, and uh, but like I guess the I guess the weirdest part was like the after party the first night. Like I remember I remember I was meeting some people, and there was this girl there who who I met, and I I was just chatting with, and like mm-hmm. I, I was talking to her, and she was like, "Yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of new to Paul." To politics just in general this is kind of my first outing and she's like i identify as like as like a you know as like a con- as like a you know conservative republican i'm like oh cool all of a sudden this this like you can always tell these types of libertarians because they're like what type of what type of like conservative libertarian are you are you like a roth are you like a rothbard or like a or like a uh mises or you know, like they they get like super autistic, and like this poor girl, yeah, this poor yeah. this poor girl was like, uh, I'm I'm sorry, like what what do you mean? And then they go into like this whole technical explanation, and this poor girl is just like lost. So she's like, I don't give a fuck, leave me alone. <laughs> so we also we also played this uh we also played this drinking game, my my uh my buddies and I. And mm. and yes, we got hammered because we 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 took a swig of beer every time, every time someone else started a sentence with, uh, "Well, as a, as a libertarian, I believe," and it, <laughs> and it was it was not the entire it was not the entire weekend. Eventually, we were like, "Okay, we have to stop, otherwise we're going to we're going to die of alcohol poisoning because." Literally every sentence was well as a libertarian. Yeah. I believe... Well, before you said that was what the drinking game was, and you said you guys got hammered. I was like, oh, how much? How how quickly did you finish the bottle? Now I'm just wondering how many bottles did you finish? <laughs> we well, we finished two. We finished like two twelve packs. Uh, we never finished a bottle, but that was because we were like, we finished. We finished like two twelve packs, so we better slow down. 
So, um, but also, like, I wore my MAGA and got, like, some, and got, like, some people who are like, Trump's, like, Trump's, like, a neocon. I'm, like, I'm, like, what? So, I got into that argument with people, too. So, that was fun. I'm, like, I'm, like, Trump is actually, actually the most libertarian president we've ever had, too. So, but, I don't know. So, um, so that's my little icon story. So, I guess my big question in regards to CPAC is, what's the attitude, kind of? Because, mm. um, like, were people really talking at, like, 2020 that much? Or, like, obviously I know in the speeches there were, but, like, was there, an was there, like, an attitude of, like, I don't know, anticipation for the election because it kind of seemed like quieter this year on social media uh, as opposed to like years past. People just didn't seem as energized. But like, I don't know, what what was your impression of that? Well, the people that did attend it were energetic. There was, um, there was lots of energy. Uh, but what I notice is there is a sharp divide between the establishment and the anti-establishment, between the establishment and the um, more dissident, uh, interesting, controversial characters. It was very clear that the people attending CPAC, a lot of them, like majority of them, were proud and loud Trump supporters with Trump gear on, a lot of them went like fucking cosplaying in Trump gear. Uh, it was like a sea of red MAGA hats. But the leader, again, it's like a lot of these things. The people are great. The boots on the ground are fabulous. The people up top suck. And that's why I noticed with CPAC. The people up top are the cucks. The people attending the conference are all just cool, normal people like you and I that love Trump and love this country. Um and people were disappointed when Owen was getting kicked out. They're like, why is he getting kicked out? He's done nothing wrong. Um, you know, and that shit annoys me. Like, that really annoys me. The conservative, the conservative fucking political action conference is kicking out conservatives from their conference. Um, and I, I know when my friend went uh, four years ago, which was like in 2016, I think. Uh, or 2015, I forget which year, he said that uh, there was definitely a, a lot of cucks there, a lot of never-Trumpers that were kind of, you know, getting into sort of uh, arguments and skirmishes with the Trump supporters there. So there was like a clear, almost civil war happening. But with this, the civil war was between the people and the people running and the um, the management of the event, the, the top brass, Um and the Groypers, I've got, oh, I've got to mention on the last day, um, right after Trump's speech when we were coming down the escalator and we were about to leave, and we're just hanging around, looking around, see if there are any interesting people floating around uh, in the lobby. And who do we see come down? Nick Fuentes with his Groypers. All of them there, J.D. McNeil, Patrick Casey, all the usual suspects. Um, and he, he sent out this fucking stupid uninformed tweet um, a few minutes before I saw him. So 
what happens at CPAC is on this last day, since the president speaks, like everything shuts down for the president and it's really just all about him and the speeches leading up to it. But Trump spoke at three and his speech lasted two hours and it ended around like five. I think that's what it felt like at least it was like from three to five. And I remember checking my watch when we were getting out and it was like five Oh five when we were walking out and I saw workers literally tearing down the signs and all this stuff. Uh, that was making up the convention. So the convention was over. It was over. People were leaving. Um, the stuff was getting taken down. And an hour later, this is how long, long this was. Because we laid down because we were tired um, and we were thinking about what to do next. And it was six o'clock. And Nick Fuentes says on Twitter, I'm going to try and enter CPAC. Dude, the event ended an hour ago. And you're going to enter on the last day. Try to enter on the last day an hour after it's over. What the fuck are you doing? Are you trying to prove here? Is this going to be a gotcha? Like when you get kicked out, you're like, oh, I'm getting kicked out of CPAC, guys. Even though, oh, it's actually over. But, well, he ended up not doing that, which is good. But it was just so stupid. And I saw him there and his Groyper pals um, doing their whole shebang thing. Um, so there was that. And my girlfriend even got offered a job at Project Veritas once we entered the night for freedom. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You didn't mention that. I mean, when I say she got offered a job, it was kind of like they came up to her and they're like, hey, you would be perfect as an undercover reporter. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, We, you know, I know one when I see one and you're, you're perfect for it. She basically got the job. Oh, oh, Sean, I'll have to, uh, I'll have to talk to you off air about that. So... Oh. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That I mean, there are people around us here and that. Apparently, they did to a few people. Um, so you know, that's I guess I guess it's okay to keep that in the edit. But um, uh, yeah, so there was that. Um, I did forget to mention. That's what I'm telling you, dude. Like so much shit happened that, and then you saw so many people that, like, when you forget one thing, it's like it's still a big deal. But yeah, that that's what I know. So I guess I mean the conference itself was a mixed bag. There was a lot of cuckiness from the top brass. Um, some cool booths, some cool speeches. Trump's speech was obviously the best, and that was the best part of the best part of the actual convention. Um, the but the best parts overall were Trump's speech and the extracurricular activities, the after parties, the dissident people coming into CPAC and doing shit. Um, crashing the party basically um, in, in, you know, within the rules, that was the exciting stuff. And even my girlfriend said that, yeah, the, you know, she was uh, definitely moved by Trump's speech and understood why people loved him. But she also was way more, um, uh, she had a way better time and was, it was thought that the after parties were way more fun. She had so much better time with those. And I did too. I look forward to them. They were the best parts of the actual like sort of convention-y sort of things or speaking things. The speaking things from the actual CPEC were boring as shit, um, and I miss most of them. I saw Nigel Farage's one. He was good, and I may have seen him outside the convention. Still couldn't quite tell, but I've already met him. But 
you know, that that's my TLDR of it is it basically the convention itself is a mixed bag. There's cuckiness, um, but there is some cool shit like the vendors and Trump speech. But the extracurriculars, the the dissident, um, controversial people were the most fun. And Trump Hotel was just an, a completely unique, amazing experience. Like I that that just blew me away. I'm so glad we did it. Yeah. No regrets paying fifty five dollars for one steak we split and four cookies. No regrets. Yeah, that that sounds the that sounds like a, a blast. I mean that that was I will say this. I mean, as much as much crap crap as I give, you know, Yalcon for, you know, being Yalcon. The one <laughs> the one good thing about having it about having in Memphis was uh like set was uh like basically we we uh we like we left uh like really early Sunday morning because we booted out and so we stay we stayed uh we stayed in Memphis uh in downtown Mem in uh yeah in downtown Memphis and um went uh-huh. went, went back to Florida on Monday but on Sunday we uh we explored the town and uh you know saw downtown which was pretty cool but then we all we all kind of chipped in and got uh actual authentic me- Memphis barbecue which uh um, is which is re- which is really good if you if you've not not had barbecue Memphis is the place to to get it so for sure cool. so yeah it's and if you've been to DC before, um, I forgot to ask that. Yeah, yeah, I, I, uh, I ha- I've, I have been to Memphis. It, I mean, to DC. It was a long time ago when I was like in elementary school mm-hmm. still. But yeah, it's about, it's about time that I go back. So now I'm an adult. So, but. I would recommend you, especially since uh, in your current situation. Um, when Trump gets his second term, go next year. Um, I wouldn't wait for another year. I would definitely go as soon as you can. So the next one, go to it and, um, I can help you. I can give you some advice. I don't know if I'll be able to go again, but do it through LI go again. Um, and yeah, I dorms they are not the best, but I, I didn't mind it for one second because they were fucking free if anything, you were saving money. So oh, yeah. I know. But do go for it and do the after parties. Those are the best. That's the best part. I hope Alex Jones, all these people come back um, for it. And Gavin, because that'd be cool if you get to meet him. And, you know, definitely, definitely, definitely see Trump's speech. It's worth the fucking six hour wait uh, that oh, we had. Oh, yeah. And um, also visit Trump hotel. Those are the three main things I can say are the after parties, the, um, Trump speech and the Trump hotel just, it's awesome. And you'll, you'll have a great time. Uh, and I would recommend, you know, doing with some friends or something. Oh yeah, um, for sure. Or, or lady friend, you know, and you'll have a great time for sure. So, well, uh, anyway, Sean, I know it's like, it's, 2 a.m. So I know I kept you up a little bit past your bedtime, but uh, anyway, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I I always enjoy I always enjoy talking to you, and uh, 
you guys are back this week officially, right? Well, we are going to be doing a, I guess say it's semi-official. Uh, since our spring breaks next week, we won't be doing our usual transmission on Saturday. So we're going to probably tomorrow night. I'm literally going to do everything I just did with you and give the whole story with my boys uh, and give a sort of rundown of everything we did in D.C. and record a special uncensored uh, real news where we um, do a CPAC special of real news uncensored. And, you know, I'll probably say this, give a little more insight um, if I can remember some things and shoot the shift, my friends. But going to need to carve out two hours for that because it was I was a lot to go over. Yeah, I mean, it. yeah, I mean, I really enjoyed the fact that you uh, came on here and, uh, you know, I. Uh, you know, I th- I, I'm I optimistic that we're going to win, actually. I think it's going to be an uphill, uh, you know, I think it's it's not going to be an easy race. Even, I mean, I know people, and I mean, look, even I've said it, you know, that no Democrat has a chance of winning, but I don't think it's going to be easy. I think it's still going to be an uphill battle for us. It always is, you know, as Trump supporters, and I don't think that this is going to be any different. But, uh, I mean, what are your predictions for 2020? at this point well this is the worst time to ask me this because to, to today uh when uh, you know when, if, when it becomes nightfall again and uh we have super tuesday uh that's going to tell us a lot more about the race but i will say it looks like bernie's going to get the majority of the delegates i don't know if he's going to hit the plurality we might have a brokered convention but it's down to the three B's of Bernie, Biden, and Bloomberg. I I think Bloomberg will either win big or win nothing. I don't see a middle uh, ground for him where he wins some. I think Biden's going to do better because I know the Democrats, a lot of these Democrats hate um, Biden. So, or sorry, not Biden, Bloomberg. You can tell him get it. Yeah. Oddly enough, I think that Bur- I think well, yeah. Oddly enough, I think uh, Bloomberg is maybe the only one who actually has a chance of winning against Trump. But I don't know. So, you know, yeah, I I think Bernie. I wouldn't underestimate Bernie, but I think he's got a cap on him. I think he he has a base which. Bloomberg doesn't have Bloomberg doesn't have base, but Bernie has a base. He has energetic uh, supporters that can inspire people to volunteer, door knock, phone bank, and get voters out. But I don't think it's going to be enough. I just don't quite see it. But we'll see. Um, Biden could still pull it off, but I don't know. I mean, I think it's really going to be Bernie. I think Bernie is in the best shape of all of them. And that's saying not saying much. Yeah, definitely. So, all right, Sean. Well, uh, you know, any anything you want to pl- plug? Uh, I know you just plugged, uh, ver- you know, your your special. So, uh, you know, uh, anything. Uh- I've made it this far. It is not falling asleep like I'm about to. Um, go to Twitter at Versa News Media. And you can follow us on Twitter. 
uh, go to youtube.com forward slash YouTube or God, I'm screwing up. You go to youtube.com forward slash Versa Media channel. That is where you can see our YouTube channel with all of our cool interviews with Milo Yiannopoulos, Mike Cernovich, Jacob Wall, Jack Pazobiak, Sargon Vakad, and many, many more big, cool names. And Sam Whitfield, of course, too. He came on a few times. So they, check it out. I, I'm, 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 like a, I'm like a regular contributor now, which I'm flattered. Yeah, yeah. So Don't give yourself such a... A, uh, a prestigious title just yet. <laughs> you have to be on the show ten times before you get that title. <laughs> well, uh, I'm I'm halfway there already. Ready? I <laughs> I think so. I mean, nah, you you are you are kind of like a um, a contributor at this point um, because you've come on I think three times really. I mean, so I mean, I will talk bone. I mean, between between you and Jeff, I actually you two have helped build. I actually have a relatively big audience in Philly, which is <laughs> which is funny. Which is funny because uh, I I always dig on the uh, Eagles, but uh, <laughs> anyway, don't we all? Um, yeah, we should actually do some with Jeff. I've never actually kind of talked to him, but you can also <laughs> check out some media on Facebook. It's at versa news media i think there too but our youtube channel is the main place if the link doesn't work for a stupid reason just type in versa media should be the first thing that pops up and you can also check out our new club that we mentioned uncensored america the free speech club that's going to be bringing somebody really cool we're going to be announcing it in two weeks hopefully if things go to plan so follow at uncensored am on twitter and facebook and you can see that announcement when it does come and I'll probably be talking to you again too, Sam, about that. I sounds sounds great, man. And uh, you know, it's interesting that you bring up Jeff because uh, he says hello. And uh, well, I'll tell you a, a bit about that after we get off the uh, broadcast. But for sure. Uh, anyway, folks, uh, that concludes this rather long uh, Tuesday edition of the podcast. Uh, and by now it actually is Tuesday when when we're, when we're recording this. So and if you made are you are definitely a super fan. <laughs> so uh, although you know we didn't we didn't quite reach Joe Rogan levels, we could have gone at least like you know Didn't two break more conditioning. Yeah, two more hours if we wanted to do a Rogan style podcast. But I didn't write, folks. I want to thank you all for joining me and for joining Sean. And uh, I will be back for the Thursday audio edition of the podcast. And uh, until then, God bless. God save this great nation. And uh, thank you for watching and or listening to the Whitfield Report. Uh, God bless. God save this great nation. And we'll see you on the next podcast. Boom, yeah. Mm -hmm. mm. Hey there, folks. If you've made it this far to the end of the podcast, I'd like to thank you very much for listening to the show. You are the ones that make it possible for me to uh, make an income from podcasting, and I greatly appreciate that just by listening to our show. You are helping us gain ad revenue. However, if you would really like to uh, help support the show, I encourage you to please 
donate to the podcast and become a supporter of the show, you can head over to anchor.fm forward slash Whitfield Report and click the support this podcast button and uh, choose the amount that suits you to support the show. Or you can click the link in the show notes and it will directly uh, take you to that page. If you can support the podcast, I really, really appreciate that. Anything that you can do to uh, help out is greatly appreciated. Even if you can't afford to uh, help financially support the podcast, I encourage you to please go on iTunes uh, or Apple Podcasts or Stitcher and please leave this podcast a positive five-star review. That really helps us out here at the Whitfield Report. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you next episode.